You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Alright. Successful launch. What's going on, Tux? What's up? I'm here. Our new it's going. Uh, guest our guest co host for the next couple of weeks. Sunita is taking a break. Is nice nice for all of us. She needs she needs a little break. She's just tired somehow, somehow she was tired of Monerotopia show. I think she's tired of me, more so dealing with me than the, than the than the show itself. So we'll uh, we'll give her her space. Oh no, are you are you breaking up? No, you're okay, right? Tux, are you okay? And that I'm seeing it's like a little uh, a little slow. Here we go. I think I'm. Yeah, maybe don't do video, right? What do you think? I'm just gonna keep it for now. Yep. Okay. Um. So what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm on vacation right now, and. As you can probably already tell, the internet situation is not great, but I am uh, working with what I have. So, well, if if we can make it work in this scenario, then once you get back to your oh yeah, it'll be it'll be smooth. It'll be it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's let's jump right into it. So yeah, Tux is going to be the co-host for the next couple of weeks. Greatly appreciate that, man, for stepping up and doing this. Of course. Uh, let's, let's kick it off. I appreciate off. the opportunity. All right, so we're going to go next to the the segment with Body, the price report. Sweet. Let's do it. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer-to-peer. Body, what's going on, man? Hello, hello. Do you hear, oh, do I need to add the, um, the charts? Oh, yeah, go, go ahead and add his charts. But Body can hear us? I don't know if Body can hear us. Or maybe he doesn't know that he's on right now. Body, yo. Morning, Jen. Hey. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. We got Sorry, you. Sorry, I sent you a message that I, I had to duck out for like three minutes to grab my coffee. Okay. Oh, yeah. I see you. Yep, I see it now. You sound like you need a coffee, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I just woke up. I'd like to try and blame uh, Uber or something on me. <laughs> you don't make your own coffee, man. We got we gotta gotta send you some gratuitous over there. Uh, <laughs> um, I, gotta, so I mean, they gotta buy a machine, you know, and I get it my process down and all this stuff. And it, wow. Yeah, I, I thought you were. I, I, I took you as a you know uh, a make your own coffee type of guy. I'm, uh, I'm an electrical guy, not a chemist, bro. I just <laughs> <laughs> buddy, you want to jump? You want to do your thing, or should we come back to you? Um, why don't we come back to me? I'm, I'm set up, but uh, I, I just need to right. get my Yeah, let's let Body have it. <laughs> body have it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you need like your coffee, man. Sounds need right now. Uh, we'll jump to... We'll do, do the dev report. Uh, dev report. All right, let's do it. And now for the Monero development segment. Is is Digoon up? Is, is Digoon is he here? <laughs> I don't even know if he's here. 
Deacon's not even in here. This is hilarious. This all is, right, let's yeah. do... Let's bring out the get. Well, all we have for... Do we have... A, we have Minerable. Minerable's like we have in Minerable. the... Uh, We're waiting on the side. Oh, Deacon's here. Deacon's here. Deacon. Let's go, let's go. Oh, Deacon. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bombard you. No, I'm just getting my camera my mic set up. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we hear you. What's up? How's so it going? Up into the to the dev report here. Uh, Body wasn't quite ready, so Body needs a, a coffee. Okay, let me get my slides up. I was having some issues. Uh, yeah, should be good to go. How are y'all doing? Good, man. Good. We're doing all right. Yeah, we got Tux in the in the driver's seat. Uh, we're dealing with it's already issues. falling apart. It's already He's, falling apart. No, you're doing good, man. This is a good test. Trial by fire. You're dealing you're dealing with the issues as they pop up. Oh, just just hop into it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want, well, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing really well. Um, I I feel like I'm getting a, into a groove with everything I'm working on. So just trying to be consistent. That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like sticking with it is the tough part, right? Yeah, showing up and doing the work every day. Well, yeah, I think I think it's it's working out, right? You're seeing some growth with with your projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What are you most focused on right now? Um, I'm focused on launching uh, my new. Um, SMS, like, phone service, like, uh, Phantom Phone. Probably working on it right now. Let me show you. Uh, so this, working on this right now. Hardware is tough, <laughs> as I'm sure you're aware of. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Show me that. What is it? What is this now? So basically this, I'm um, getting a little echo, by the way. I don't know if that's, uh, yeah, that my is. mic is not positioned correctly. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Is that okay? Yep. But yeah, basically this is, um, I want to operate a phone service that lets you pretty much rent out phones from me to receive text from. So this is an actual module that will receive the text. This will process it and then send it to a web server for you to look at. Oh, but it's like a real phone number. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real SIM card that you put in here. Like, and it's hardware is good God. I feel like I've aged 10 years from doing it. (laughs) But yeah, basically you put a real SIM card in here and then it sends a text message and it's uploaded to a server for you to look at. So that's the new thing I'm working on. Hardware is terrible, but sorry for the hardware lovers out there. I don't, I don't mean to offend you, but no, is it? Is oh this my like, god, uh, has anybody done this yet? This is, this is interesting. Oh yeah, there was a service I believe somewhere in Europe, Krypton, Krypton phone that did it, mm-hmm. and I don't know. The report seeing that people liked it, then I don't know like what happened, but the people were like, oh, it's not working anymore. My phone doesn't work anymore, so. I, I don't know what's the current status of it, but it has been attempted in the past. And now, how how is this different than like like what are the other comparable solutions? What are the what are well, the options people have that out there? Oh, there's like um well one standard way is just just get your own burner phone, which I can be expensive and like no one wants to maintain a phone all day. Maybe someone does, but you want a little more convenient, you would go with this option. There's also some services that let you say you want to sign up for Twitter, right? But with Twitter Blue requires or Twitter Checkmark, whatever it's called these days, mm-hmm. requires a phone number. Just for verification, you can, there are services that offer you that, but they don't rent you the whole phone. So it's not really good if you want to like actually have that same phone number to go check back into over the course of several days or several weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to like sign to Twitter Blue, have a phone that you use just for that or use it, use it for all your services. If it's Google, Facebook or Twitter, God, I hope you're not using Facebook, but any service that you're using that requires a phone number, you can have one just set up just for that. And the price point is going to be, I think like 10 to 15. I think we'll see. Maybe the way hardware goes, I might have to raise the price because I keep I keep messing things up. So it's um, only gonna be like budget. 10, 10 to fifteen bucks. Yeah, like um, like maybe like per month, or maybe it, okay. I don't know. We'll see. Hardware okay. is expensive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, man. Make sure make sure you don't lose money on this operation. 
<laughs> you're, you're amazing, man. So now you're now you're messing around with hardware. You went for like we'll see it's you, brother. <laughs> amazing. But yeah, how's Monero Nodo going? Is it is it? Uh, well, you know, I'm not a hardware guy by any means, or maybe I am, but I've never tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, Abdullah has been running with it. It seems to be going well. I mean, we uh, we're, we're supposedly still on track for having a prototype that will be at MoneroCon. So. It's Ooh. well. We got some orders. People have been ordering. I haven't really been pushing it super hard yet because I want to make sure everything is, you know, on target before I like really, you know, try to get people to get people to jump on it. But we do have we, we've had I think almost like ten orders so far. Oh wow, that's really um, good pre-sale. Yeah, yeah. I want to get it up to like twenty-five, and that will give me the confidence because, as you know, there's a lot of risk involved, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like. Hardware is expensive, like you said. These no, these things are particularly expensive. Like there's very little, little margin there. We're not like pricing these things. Uh, you know, I think we basically have to sell a hundred to reach start like to reach break even. I think. Oof! Wow! Yeah. You know, because we. I mean, the whole the whole concept here, the whole idea here is to make nodes very accessible, right? So they're not going to be accessible if you charge a thousand dollars for you to buy this piece of hardware. So we're trying to set the price as low as possible. We've had people reach out to us that want the hardware, that want to use it actually for a Bitcoin node. Some, I, I won't go into names, but some very well-known company that currently does nodes uh, pl- uh, for the Bitcoin community wants to use this hardware. So we, Abdullah must be onto something. He, pick, he picked the right tech because people are interested. In yeah, that. no, beautiful. The specs are amazing on it. Yeah. So we might try to partner with them because then that would allow us to – basically uh order more right mm-hmm. uh even if they go and use it for their own uh, ideally it would be awesome if we've had some partnership where they kind of agreed to put a monero node on the device that they're selling you know mm-hmm. or vice versa maybe we add you know monero uh bitcoin node app to the monero nodo right so make it also easy to run a bitcoin node but i don't know how that's going to work with the current like constraints of the hardware so um, but yeah, it's, it's promising that they're interested in the actual hardware that he's managed to source and put together. So I right track. Yeah, it's really beautiful. There's a lot of business going on. I saw that, um, Vic from Cake Wallet hit 5,000 sales on Cake Web. Also. Yeah. 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 Man, there's a lot, there's a lot of motion being in, in profit and business being made here. It's beautiful to see. Yeah. And I saw somebody was tweeting out, like, I wonder if coin cards, if Monero will be the top use. Finally, you know, breach and be the top in the U.S. and like coin cards kind of responded Ooh. with the wink. Like, so I, it seems like we saw <laughs> some decent movement there. Um, so yeah, it's exciting, guys. We're, Yo, it's, yeah. working. it's working. We're getting traction. It, oh yeah, it's beautiful to see. I mean, what's Sunita? Did I miss where Sunita is? Uh, Sunita's taking Sunita's taking a break. So that's kind of oh yeah, line. after uh, Monerotopia. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's that kind of the deal. The deal we made. <laughs> You know, she's trying to pull away. I'm trying to keep her in. Um, <laughs> I, I got I to let go. I got to let her go. That makes sense, yeah. Like I was telling Tux, it's not so much, it's not the show. It's more so dealing with me. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's a break. She's a break. <laughs> she's hanging out right now, making some breakfast, chilling with my daughter. Oh, that makes um, sense. Cool, man. But yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, do the dev report. What do you, ha- what do you have for this? I have, um, I guess, some... Uh, oh, I uploaded the wrong one. Sorry. But this one's going to be... Oh, that was from last week. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a little sad. Not as my usual... Is my five tweet? Um, not the usual happiness that I usually bring to the table about new things being talked about. Um, this one's going to be about a bug 
unfortunately. Because it, it's been a rough couple of weeks since Minerotopia. We had the um Ledger stuff mm. fiasco. And they're one of the biggest providers of Monero wallets, right? Carbo mm-hmm. wallets, at least. But that wasn't good news. And then we get a couple, um, I think like this week, we have a big, well, not a big, but a privacy issue. I'm uploading slides right now. And it, it's just been a rough, a rough couple, couple weeks. But, um, I'm going to be talking today about a Monero privacy bug issue. Is it the slides? Oh, yeah. Can you um, put the slides up? Oh, yeah. Tux. Tux, you got the slides? Yep. There we go. Ah, Let's that's see. the right one. Is that, is that the right one? Sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry about my uh, mistake. Um, I know I'm not making your job any easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all good, man. Um, basically, what I'm going to be talking about today is sad news. Don't be alarmed, but there was a three-year Monero privacy bug that existed in the code base for roughly three years. And it was patched, I believe, a month ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. And I'm just going to review that bug, what this means for the space as a whole, what this means for users in this space, if you use Monero for privacy, what this means for wallets in this space, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a really quick overview. Don't be too alarmed. You know, it's not as bad as it might appear at first. So just bear with me for a moment. Um, this is just a summary. So this is where most of my um, resource came from about the actual write-up. It's Jeffro256. I've never actually heard of Jeffro256 before this post. But they're a Monero Cordell that actually gets funded, I believe, to work on Monero, which is really cool. So maybe you can do an interview with them, Doug. I don't think I've seen an interview with Jeffro256 yet. But, yeah, um, I, I don't think. But when I re- read his name, the I, I almost thought that was JT Grassi, but yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a different. Yeah, it's a new characters every day. Uh, but um, yeah, I've, I've seen him seen him around though. But yeah, I've never I've never I don't know if he's willing to come on the show publicly. But yeah, it would be awesome. So yeah, um, Jeffro did a great write up with assistance from the core team, of course. And the severity for this one was high, but like, don't, you know, don't get too worried. It's not, I think they rate things to like, not, not to say like overrate things, but like they want to be, if, if you're going to rate things, you, you would rather over, over say, say that it's worse than it actually like might be for certain people. So you don't want to under, you know, you don't want to under rate things when it comes to severity. So don't be too alarmed, you know, just update your wallet and you should be okay. And basically it was an impact to the sender anomaly for funds that you sent and when they were exactly 10 blocks old. So it's not all the funds. It's, it's the funds involved in this particular. Oh, someone's saying 0.6% of transactions are affected, and the only thing that could be de-animized was a sender address. Interesting. I don't know who MB is, but um, that's interesting right up in the it's, report. Uh, Monero Bull. Yeah, we'll have him on in a second. Oh, so yeah, Monero Bull. So that act, that stat wasn't in the specific um, blog post, so I'm going to trust Monero Bull for that. So they say 0.6% of transactions are affected. So I imagine they're in the dev, like, channel chat getting updated information. So please keep correcting me, Monero Bull, if I say anything that's out of date. I made this last night based upon the report right here. But let's get a little more details into it. Um, basically, very high, high level, um, um, overview of why this happened. If you're familiar, if you're new to Monero, Monero uses ring signatures to hide the privacy of some of the transactions information. And the way that it does that is it takes Different transactions and it mixes the outputs together. So it's really hard to tell which output you actually see. And right now, um, that output mixture, it takes, um, for every one real output that you spin, it takes 15 from the blockchain. And this is actually revolutionary technology. It's one of the, actually one of the best non-interactive ways of mixing. So you can think of it as a non-interactive Bitcoin mixer, if that's something that you're have familiar with. But hopefully if you're here, you know, you know all the tech. So I don't need to go over that too long, but basically, when you send a transaction Monero, it takes your transaction output and mixes it 
with 15 other transactions so that you can hide in the crowd and they can't tell which um, output you're actually. But the, but the issue with this one is there was an issue that where the software, not never, but rarely chose a 10 block old decoy. So basically when Monero um, picks um, decoys, there's this whole algorithm that's based upon how it picks decoys, right? So it, it doesn't just randomly pull from the blockchain. There's a distribution that you have to actually follow to make them look real, right? Because if you were to pick one from all the existence, you you wouldn't pick any new ones, essentially. So there's a specifically tuned algorithm that chooses um, decoys to make them look real. And there's right, a bug. The yeah. concern is uh, you, you want to show that most decoys are coming from, uh, well, you don't want it to be just from recent transactions, right? Yeah, you, you want them to look real. Right. So that, um, people tend to spin um, more heavily rated towards new, but not right. always. So right. you have to. This is a super complicated algorithm that's been refined over years. Yeah, very. If you cool. want to read more about that, you can find some more information online. I can leave something for Doug in the show notes. But basically, right, you don't want them. You don't want to be random. They have to be specifically tuned to look real. So some old ones, some some medium ones, and some really new ones. But there was a bug where the algorithm ignored. Um, decoys that were exactly 10 blocks old, right? So that would mean that if you were spinning your wallet, like you were in Monero Topo, for example, and you had your wallet and you were waiting exactly until you, your funds unlocked so that you could spin, that means that, um, decoys were never, or rarely chosen that actually looks like that there were actually 10 block decoys. So if a transaction had a, t- a decoy that was 10, exactly 10 blocks, not nine, not 11, but exactly 10 blocks old, you lost some privacy, right? And it, crazy. it's a... It's a hmm? Crazy, crazy. Like, uh, you know, you, you were yeah. saying, you know, kind of some bad... I don't see this as bad news, man. I know I'm the ultimate Monero uh, <laughs> Maxi or whatever, but but I always see... I'm like, somebody caught this. Smart people are constantly yeah. looking at it, right? And now, and now we're now we're fixing it, so... Yeah, it's a shame it's been an issue, but it looks like it's affected a very small amount of yeah. Yeah. potential transactions, and uh, it's already been patched, as far as I know, on like Cake Wallet and Stack Wallet and stuff. So they're all using the latest version of Monero. So I think it's not issue now. Yeah. So don't, like I said, don't. This isn't. I know it has high severity, but don't go. Oh my God, it's over. Like no, 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 no. It's a small <laughs> bug that affected a small percentage of people. So let's get into it. Um, how bad was it? I didn't know that the 0.6 transaction percentage, but the severity rating was high. And then the, the the actual report says devastating for sender anonymity with ten block old true spin. So you know that's what they put in the report. I think it's, I think they're they're going for the side of like you know being overly cautious versus being under cautious. Right. So and also when we say yeah. when we you know for noobs out there when we say devastating, I mean it's yeah. Revealing, uh, the send. It's not revealing the amount. Mm-hmm. It's not revealing you know other other uh, the recipient. Data. The recipient, yeah. correct. Uh, it's just bre- breaking the the ring signature component of that one transaction where you may have been the unfortunate person who uh, selected a trend uh, a decoy from ten blocks ago, right? Yeah, but the really not cool a ten, thing, where your yeah. true spend was from ten ten blocks ago. Exactly ten, not nine, not eleven, right. nine, but it had to be exactly ten. So right. And how how niche. often was that? Do we know how often that was happening? Like, I think there was. There is reports recent, um, pretty recent, but there was a graph that showed like, um, when they patched it, what the distribution looked like versus what it looked like before. And it didn't seem like it was too impact. It wasn't like a major, major deal, but there's not exact data yet that I saw. Maybe someone else in the crowd or in the talk 
might be, you know, a little have their ear closer to the ground than me. Because okay. the good news is, is that this bug was specifically in the Monero, like official GUI wallet. But as you know, there are other wallets. So apparently, based on the report, some wallets were not affected by this issue. Maybe someone is running custom software. Someone's doing something, you know, just custom that's not in the Monero. It might be Further Wallet. It might be Cake Wallet. I'm not too sure about where this wallet that was um, not affected. But them not being affected means that um, there's you still have Monero's privacy when it comes to deniability, right? Because but these wallets were actually creating decoys that were 10 block old true spins. So you can't look at the blockchain and say, oh, that's a 10 block old true spin because some wallets were actually using that as decoy, mm-hmm. right? So diversity in this in this aspect actually helps save a lot of the privacy aspects of it, right? So not all, so it's not not too bad, you know, take it with a grain of salt, it's getting passionate. The numbers I'm seeing, 0.6% transaction percentage, not bad at all. Uh, and now, and now to, to be clear, once again, and now it, it, it is fixed and all the, mm-hmm. yep, all it the is fixed. wallet providers have updated their, their code and are you in... Like, man, I hate having these conversations because it's like people are going to, like, take it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to see some Zcash people tweeting about it. I'm like, that's just. <laughs> no, that's, that, just, that's, uh, yeah, that's reality. And we talk, you know, like I said, this, yeah. this is that the healthy uh, sign of a healthy open source project, right? Everybody's yeah. talking about it out in the open and, yeah, and so, talking about the what the real ramifications are. Not yeah, no, I really respect the devs, too, because they're very open. And from my perspective, they actually are overly not the words not cautious, but they like, they, they don't minimize issues, right? They're known, if anything, for going the opposite direction. I really respect that from the devs for being honest, right? Cause it's like, something goes wrong, everyone wants to point fingers, but there's a lot of people being like, oh, this happened for this, this is how bad it is. And it's really, really cool to see. I really respect the devs in this. I mean, I think they handled the situation well also. And how could this be fixed? Um, just in the short, short term, you could, um, upgrade your software, of course. That's what you should, you should do, right? But now there's the, the, um, patches out there. Some people are running patch nodes. Um, even if you don't run, upgrade your software, which you should do, you should upgrade your software. The impact will definitely be reduced also because someone out there is running updated software, right? So it gives you a crowd you can hide in. So not a major, major issue in my personal opinion. Long term, right? Like, um, Monero's had so much work on the getting bigger and better decoy selection algorithms, bigger ring sizes on, in, a, in context of Seraphis and those other projects, it's so much work being done. I also have a question about that, Doug. Do you know when the video, because Monero Topia was awesome. I know y'all doing a lot of video. Do you know when the videos would be out so I can start referencing them? In- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to start releasing them kind of one at a time. I think we should have the first ah. one drop any day now. Um, because we'll put them out in order of, of the conference, maybe like one, you know, one every two days or something. Oh, that's going to be so great. I'm, I'm my favorite, I'm, I don't show bias, but Rucknum's report and um, presentation about like where Monero is going, where it sits at. I, I thought it was, I'm so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait either. Cause I missed pretty much all the talks. Cause I was running around like a maniac, you know, yep, I don't go in and like see par. Oh, you, oh, they're so good. Yeah. Cause I, um, was incapacitated for a day. So <laughs> there, you guys have so much good stuff coming, but like I said, um, there's so much work being done in making the decoy selection algorithm, bigger ring sizes, better, Bigger and better, essentially, in the long term. The issues like this won't have much of an effect. But, like, super long term, I think you can maybe, we can start looking at moving, like, super, super long term, moving away from Monero ring signatures, because they do cause a, the, the, a lot of headaches for the devs. You know, there are other technologies out there, but you have to be slow and methodical about how you go about that process. There's many different things going on. I know Faro has some cool stuff that they talked about at uh, MoneroCon, or MoneroTopia, sorry. 
there's a bunch of long-term solutions out there, but they have to be slow and methodical about implementing them. But they will hopefully help reduce issues like this also. And then speaking of Doug, I mean, anyone like Doug has so much content out there. It is actually mind-blowing because you actually have an episode with, Justin, I believe, yeah. Justin. And they actually, because Justin was one of the people who first discovered some the major issues in the Monero decoy mm-hmm. selection algorithm. And they, I think, was this, this was like, uh, was it 2019, Doug? I'm not sure the year. Did you uh, when he did, yeah, I think it was 2020. I don't know. 2020. But yeah. yeah, so it's basically, if you watch this video, it basically covers issues like this and, and will prepare you a lot to, if you wonder what's going on. It's really accessible. One of my favorite episodes that Doug's done on Monero Talk. It's a great episode. So I recommend you um, Google this one if you want to dive into something that's a little more accessible. And the issues about Monero decoy, decoy selection algorithm, things like that, essentially. I think that's a, I think that's all that I have today. And like I said, if you want to keep up super up to date, the devs have weekly meetings. They talk about all this stuff, like mostly every week. I think they might miss a week every now and then, but like you, you can literally get straight into the devs and see what they're talking about. Like Doug said, this is how open pro- protocols work. You know, no one's hiding anything. They're chatting in the, in the open, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's pretty much it. Like I said, don't, like, the, everything's fine. Please don't <laughs> be too alarmed. I hate having these conversations. I want to be honest, though, and straightforward. Any other, any questions? No, man, that's fantastic. I'm glad uh, you chose this topic. Yeah, I, I you know, from my great intelligence, I have an ear to the ground, doing some deep research. <laughs> <laughs> Doug asked me to cover it, so that's what. <laughs> because cause I also wanted to cover the, the ledger stuff. I was like, man, like. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot. There's always a lot happening, right? But, uh, <laughs> there's so stuff much stuff happening. I, I love that we added this dev report thing. You're doing an amazing job. Greatly appreciate oh, thank it. you. Super nuanced, super hard to try to condense like super nuanced topics down to something that like, you know, a, a three minute PowerPoint with like four slides. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, it's impressive though. Oh, yeah. Thank, I'm glad you guys enjoy it. All right, buddy. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that covers it for now. Uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, no more bad news next week. <laughs> no, I'm looking for some good news. I'm going to talk about the Monero nose cake, some, some, some good news, you know? <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. All right. Digoon. Yeah, please uh, stick around if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, otherwise, we'll move on to what should we – I guess we'll jump back to the price report. Tux, you want to do that? Yeah, we can. Uh, I'm going to add body. I just messaged. I don't think he replied, but we'll see if he's actually here. Hey, hey body. You, you, oh, he says he's ready. All yeah, right, yeah. Sweet. Okay, well, you want to go ahead and replay the, uh, replay the intro? Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry Probably about that. Prime it. The Monerotopia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. All right, buddy. All right. How'd that coffee work out? Yeah, feeling, feeling good. Price report take two. <laughs> All right. What's going on? You had, say, you had a rough night or you just... Uh... No, no. Okay. Just just slept in a little bit. I mean, I'm minus two hours to you guys, so, uh, you know. Yeah, no, okay. That's on true. a Saturday morning, sometimes can be a little bit problematic, but no big deal. Sure. Thanks to Digoon for getting on and uh, being Johnny on the spot. <laughs> so, yeah, jump in. Jump in, man. I mean, uh, I haven't been following price at all, really. What, what, what's going on? It seems like things are just kind of stagnating, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, – well, for crypto, at least, stocks have been going up. Like, if you take a look at the NASDAQ, I mean, you can see the NASDAQ just totally broke out. One thing I've been seeing floating around Twitter is that um, apparently this is a minority of stocks. This is something like, I don't know, I want to say it's like 20% of stocks are responsible for this movement, and the rest of everything else is either flat or down. So, um, the AI stuff? Yeah, probably. Um, 
Yes, it, it's all it's all the AI bots trading and also the AI companies. Probably the AI bots trading the AI companies to make sure they go up. It, we're, we're already we're already in the Terminator revolution. We don't Shit, there it is. There's the first count <laughs> candle of the Terminator uh, movement. We're all going to be the poor plebs, and the AI is going to have all the money. They'll become the next Illuminati. Keep us around for their slave labor. <laughs> as long as they use Monero, we, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Have us mine their rare earth metals and <laughs> so. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways, uh, I've kind of been telling my friends, like, you know, they got me good here because the market, like I've been saying for the past month, like, yeah, the crypto's kind of down, but macro seems stable. Things still seem like they're on their way up. Um, but then we've got like, a, you know, we've got Bitcoin, for example, versus the NASDAQ. And you can see it's just lost almost 20 percent of its value since um, uh, since right around mid-April. Um, so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at the macro. Let's see what's going on there. First of all, we'll start with the dollar index. We talked about this for um, really for this most of this period here that we were forming um, bullish positive divergence on the dollar index, which would be an indication that we were going to come up to the top side eventually. And um, sure enough, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd get down here. That never really happened at some point right here. I think it was a couple weeks ago. I said, yeah, I'm not confident that we'll actually make it this far anymore. And interestingly enough, the stock market has continued rising, at least the NASDAQ specifically continued rising. The S&P is kind of lagging behind. We'll get to there in a minute. Um, in terms of a little bit um, shorter time frame, my guess is that this move could potentially be running out of steam here for the Dixie. But <clears throat> that's not that's not necessarily to say that it's completely done, but it is finally hitting some resistance spots. So we've got uh, this line right there. And it, it's a little bit of a dubious line because, you know, okay, I've, I've connected these two top points, but... You know, what about what about that guy right there? We could hypothetically try and find ways to draw this a little bit more shallow if we really wanted to. Um, but at a minimum, uh, it, it does seem like it's it, it's probably a relevant line to draw. There's probably some resistance, especially when we combine it with this line right here. So we're kind of looking at something that, that could be getting close to running out of steam. We'll come down to the four hour time frame and um, you can kind of see that there might be a case to be made that we're starting to make a little bit of. Um, oops. Uh, that we, we might making a, a little bit of um, uh, bearish price divergence. It's it's not anything that I would say is completely um, you know in the bag here, but it, it could be the beginning of a little bit of a turnaround here from Dixie after really pretty much since we got off the horn last time two weeks ago uh, it has just been uh, on a tear here. So um, yeah, I mean that that's still like it, it's still nothing too too crazy. Like it's it's not a move that that really inspires fear necessarily. Um, but, but it is kind of, it's almost 5%. It's a 4% move right there. Um, okay, we've got yields. So yields seem to have returned to some bit of normality. So um, when yields are going up, usually that's because um, their values are going down. And their values are going down because people are moving out of bonds and into the stock market. Typically, that's how that happens. So, um, yeah, we've, we've seen the stock market rise or the NASDAQ rise um, be accompanied by the 10-year yield moving up. It's still kind of in this larger structure here. Um, so obviously we broke out of this broadening, rising, broadening structure. <clears throat> we're, we're somewhat in a bit of a, uh, a little bit of a wedge here on the way down now. Um, I think this is probably likely to remain stable overall. The Fed might raise rates one more time, but apparently the market is betting on them actually lowering rates this year. Um, we'll have to wait and see if that happens. I don't see massive, massive systemic risk here in the markets, um, but I do see a growing just like normal risk, right? Kind of like a, a downturn risk. Um, I'm not. I'm not confident the Nasdaq is going to keep doing what it's been doing. I think it's got some more room to go, but 
you know, we're getting close to some important levels. Uh, we've got the repurchase agreements here. And, um, oh, you know, I guess I'm kind of showing you guys something that uh, I'll just erase that for now. Okay, so um, that's that's some of the stuff I want to show you guys later. Uh, like, I think maybe in a few weeks here I can start showing you guys that. At, at any rate, um, basically we've got standard deviations here at the top that are kind of um, sort of limiting this. We've also got just our regular club lines here. This looks like something that, you know, might want to break to the top side, but it's had kind of one, two, three chances to do it, and it's not doing it. So that's that's not entirely too surprising, though, because fundamentally speaking, the Fed is probably about done raising rates. They're probably very close to it. Maybe they've got another quarter uh, quarter point, uh, quarter percentage to raise. Um, but at any rate, um, yeah, we'll just have to see how this plays out. Even if we do break this, it wouldn't surprise me just to continue going sideways. And I guess that would be fine. That would kind of spell more... Let's just call it mud for um, for crypto markets, probably, or for markets in general. But at any rate, that looks stable. Uh, let's see, gold. Gold is also hitting some important support. So we kind of peaked out here. You know, it's like a big spot overall. There's like a lifetime resistance there to gold. And um, hopefully, this line down here at the bottom can uh, <clears throat> excuse me can uh, can remain relevant, right? Hopefully, that can hold. We can come back to the top side. On, on a much larger time frame, I mean, gold just looks strong. It looks fine. Like, I don't, I mean, it's, you know, the the Illuminati or whoever, like, you don't really want you in gold. So I feel like everyone kind of, I mean, they've shown overall, like, uh, that, that they try and suppress the gold price. I don't think it's necessarily just, like, only paper gold. And it's not just, like, you know, I mean, people kind of like, oh, my God, the gold depression, it's all controlled. You know, I'm, I'm not really of that opinion necessarily. But they do what they can, right? They do what they can to make sure that, um, it stays down. It stays out of the spotlight as much as they can. So anyways, um, yeah, I mean, we still got this upward channel. It's uh, it's really a narrowing kind of channel, right? It's, it's a bit of a rising wedge. Um, if we had some, like, major systemic event, you could probably expect gold to actually break down to the bottom of this area again. But overall, I mean, we've got a gold chart that's, that's going to continue going up, and this thing is ultimately going to break out to the top side. And that will probably correspond to, like, the next major bull market. What we have here is not really a major bull market. You know, it, it, it could happen. Uh, let's see. The Federal Reserve balance sheet continues to decrease exactly like we've expected since that whole March saga. Um, I, I would like to see this flatten out at some point because the more that this continues going down, the more that I, I get concerned for the ability of this current miniature bull market to continue. Um, everything else here, I think we talked about this last week, but this is median uh, home prices and Basically, they've rebounded in, in the early part of this year, which is exactly what the sawtooth is. It's basically January, <clears throat> January, February, March, where, uh, where housing prices are, are cyclical after the winter season. They, they start bouncing back up. Um, so that's, again, it's like that's that's not a sign of a, a systemic problem, right? If, if we were seeing this thing like continue to stay down here, that would be a sign of sy systemic issues. Um, and there's some other things that I look at, too. Um, I'll show you one called World. Uh, this is basically, it's not reverse repos, it's actually um, repurchase agreements with the Fed. And essentially, it, it's kind of an emergency lending facility that was established a long time ago. And uh, when it spikes up and it stays up, like that's usually it's a sign of, um, of bad things to come. So in March, we spiked up and that was definitely a, a concerning point, but it came right back down and we've been low ever since. So again, systemic risk seems pretty low to me. Um, one, one interesting thing that we have here on, on yields is that you can see in white, that's the, the Federal Reserve overnight funds rate. Um, you'll notice that like in 2000 and then in 2008, that it got above everything else. And it kind of looks like we were heading there. Um, but then as of late, 
at least the short-term yields have rebounded above the, uh, the federal funds rate here in white. So um, that's an interesting bit of reversal. And then we also have the the yield curve inversion has started to come to the downside again. Like if this thing is dropping again, this would be an indication that, hey, these markets are not going to crash. Like they've still got more to go, uh, especially if we see this thing make even further lows. It's crazy to me that they're like they're pushing this harder and farther, it seems, than they've ever gone before. Um, uh, it, it would be good. It would sort of behoove me to try and um, look at some of the big ones that people look at, like the two-year versus the 10-year, the 10-year versus the 30, specifically in isolation, because this is this pink line is a combination of everything. I subtract everything longer from everything shorter and then average it out so that I get like a really 30,000-foot uh, view of what that looks like. Um, but at any rates, um, yeah, all the rates have been coming up. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense because people – People would, I mean, if it was me and it was my money, I'd, I'd rather get something like four and a half percent by putting, really it's more like 4.7%, by putting money with the overnight repurchase agreements with the Federal Reserve and getting like highly liquid cash, right? Because I'm getting basically the same percentage, almost the same percentage um, as the short-term stuff. And of course, we've got the default, the potential, uh, not default, but the um, like the failure to raise the the debt ceiling coming up here. I think that's, that might be next week. Is it June 4th? If anyone else has knows what that date is when like the federal government will look down or whatever. Um, I'm not convinced that they'll actually solve it because it's, it's entering election season. So they might can't stand a little bit, but at any rate, um, part of the reason that rates are going up here probably is because people are nervous about, Hey, is the government can actually you know meet its obligations, whatever. So they're selling bonds, which drives the rates up because now you have to offer a higher interest rate to get people to convince them to buy it. Um, when you can also just put money with the federal reserve overnight repurchase facility and get a guaranteed percentage and then have your money totally liquid. So um, I think that's that sort of dynamic is a big factor in why we're not, or, or sorry, why we're saying this go up. Um, at least for this part, uh, sort of renormalized just slightly where the federal funds rate is below at least some of the shorter term uh, interest rates. Uh, I think we talked about the NASDAQ. Here's the S&P. Uh, basically, it, it kind of finally broke out of this like hard capping resistance that we've had really for most of the year. It, it's, it's broken out of it kind of, but it's not like convincingly, you know, really off to the races. So uh, I do think that whenever we hit this area right here, uh, that, that will be a pretty significant um, and then NASDAQ, we kind of already looked at it, but we got some lines drawn on this chart right here. So you can see that uh, this sort of ascending channel, it's now broken out to the top side. And this was an important uh, area back in August, right? That was the August top last year. So the NASDAQ is, is definitely looking, um, it's looking strong, but I don't necessarily believe this breakout. I think it's probably got a little bit more to go. Maybe it can even make it all the way up here. Um, but I don't, I just don't expect that it's going to go to new all-time highs. It's, it's not really what I would think. I would think it would stall out here, kind of come back down, maybe get back into this area. Um, again, I, I do think that if the, the name of the game, I think, for sort of the, the controllers, you know, and the, the guys that run the, the financial system is stability. They just they want to keep things nice and positive and, you know, kind of sideways and then a little bit more positive. They, they want to just keep things as stable. as. Uh, already looked at gold. Some. Um, We'll look at crypto overall, but now that you got the background for the, the macro, what's going on there, we could just take a look at Monero. So we're still in this like newly formed uh, down channel as, uh, let's go to the date better. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we're still like, we kind of broke out of the, the final boss um, resistance and then, um, and then we just like dragged another line up here to the top and that's kind of been relevant. We're just sitting here in this channel and, uh, yeah, that just seems par for the course for how Monero tends to break resistances. 
Any anything else in crypto, for the most part, you break this kind of stuff and you know, it's off to the races. Although I must say that a lot of the altcoins um, lately, as of the past few months, they do have kind of like similar things where they'll like break some some downsloping resistance and then sort of kind of like end up still going down. So maybe Monero is not totally singular in that right now. Um, it's just that it's not, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum, one of the big dogs. Um, if we were to look at the Z scores, we could we could try and convince ourselves on the shorter time frame, especially that we're seeing some kind of divergence. Um, so the green line just ever so slightly sloping up. You've got the yellow line is definitely kind of sloping up here. It, it looks like there's a very real potential that um, we could be forming some kind of divergence. You know, price has been slightly, slightly going down. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I do believe that if if crypto in general ever gets off to the races again, if we if we get moving again here, um, I mean, arrow's going to, you know, it'll, the price should go up with everything else. It's kind of weird to me to see that Monero earlier this year, March and April, made these levels. And then at this moment that we're, we're down by, I guess, 7% is not that bad. Maybe I'm complaining a little bit too hard there. Um, but at any rate, I mean, like, we've got, you know, let's go even to the shorter time frame and see if we can't pull out any any signal here. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of see it's downsloping, downsloping, and it, it might it might maybe have started a new uptrend. Uh, we'll have to that's not entirely convincing, but it, it could be. Um, we've we've made a nice little bottom here with Monero Bitcoin, uh, Monero versus BTC. Um, maybe uh, maybe we don't have to actually you know go down to this go down to this level down here. Um, so that's like the weekly, right? So just the, the big broad top level view. Uh, but if we go down to daily, and we'll probably go down to the four hour. I think um, I want to say that I also saw yeah we we definitely have some kind of divergence here going on with the Z scores. So again, where we've got the sort of upsloping, uh, upsloping Z scores, where price was kind of making slightly lower lows. So that's good. Um, you know, we, we kind of broke out of this like sort of downtrend thing here. I, I'm not really sure how useful that line is for us to look at anymore. Uh, but at any rate, the, the major line that we need to break is this guy right here. So it, that's been acting as sort of this capping resistance. Um, it really doesn't, like you would say from just a pleb line perspective, um, and there's other ways of looking at it as well, but you would you would kind of look at this and say, well, you know, it, it wouldn't necessarily have to break until say June or even July, and who knows what could happen by then, right? It, if this whole debt ceiling gets resolved, like I expect that the markets would probably take that pretty good, and probably crypto should respond pretty pretty well. Um, one thing I've seen on the divergences, and again, we really have to take this chart with a grain of salt. This is um, it just hasn't been that reliable lately, and it used to be very reliable. But we have seen basically all of the exchanges diverge into positive um, positive prices, pro positive volume weighted prices uh, over cracking. So it does look kind of like they're accumulating, and that would that would be a bit unsurprising because um, prices have been negative. Right, crypto has been going down just ever so slightly, little by little, for the past two, three, four, five weeks now. Um, so as we say, they at least my opinion is they like to accumulate Monero when things are quiet, people are fearful. It gives them the opportunity to, to, to sort of replenish their coffers that they can then use later when things are very positive to sell onto the market um, to keep attention distracted from Monero, right? You you want to develop this idea like, oh, Monero just doesn't perform well in, in bull markets. And it's kind of the same thing that they do. To, um, in fact, we've it's crazy how gold will go up before the rest of the markets. That was a big signal for us in January that gold is already, like it was already in an uptrend. Um, and we say, well, that, that often indicates um, like the premonition of positive movement on stocks. And it seems like that tends to happen with Monero as well to, to a significant extent. So 
Um, just things that I say to myself, hmm, you know, it's it's interesting that the same playbook they used to suppress gold uh, seems to be a similar playbook they used to suppress Moneros. What does that tell you about some of the people that might be involved in the crypto? Uh, but I'm just preaching to the choir. Here. I'll, let, I'll let that one be for now. <laughs> we've got the, also Monero Ethereum. And, uh, you know, we've kind of like uh, we're also forming positive divergence here. Um, it's not exactly positive divergence because um, I guess a little bit because this right here, we made a lower low on price. Uh, where we're seeing a little bit of uh, upward momentum already for the Z-Scorts. Um, very light. Uh, this is all like subject to be invalidated the moment that crypto starts going on another bull run, if it does. Um, I've I, I got to be honest, I have been feeling a little bit more nervous about keeping these crypto positions alive. Um, there is the possibility that, you know, maybe we have reached some kind of temporary top and it's the beginning of maybe a, a month's long stagnation, a month's long trip back down to the um, potentially that uh, uh, to, to, to regression analysis, right? The, the red line here. I, I do expect we're going to touch this red line, fully touch this red line at some point. It could be next year, right? This thing could just kind of continue doing this and maybe next year we touch it like at 20,000 or something. Um, one thing that I need to do, I was, I was looking at this uh, yesterday, I, I realized that I need to actually reach all this yellow line. So the yellow line represents the non-bubble data. If you remove all of these peaks here, and, and there's like a very um, sort of algorithmic way that we do that to make sure that we're not like losing relevant data. But by now, so I only included data from like for this yellow line from before this cutoff point right here. Um, I haven't integrated any of the recent bear market data. We've got like almost 360 days now. So I need to, um, yeah, we got a whole year of data. So I need to sort of recalculate this yellow line. It's, it's gonna move down some. Um, but I'll, maybe I'll show that to you guys next week. I managed to get to that. So, um, crypto, last thing we'll look at here is, is crypto. Uh, we got Bitcoin. Why don't we look at Bitcoin, Andy? Uh, we have, we had it over here. Yeah, here we go. Yes, yeah, so we got Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, together. I like to look at them together now. Overall, we're still kind of like in this big, big broad structure. We're still, we're at this moment, we're sitting at a pretty important, um, support point. The August highs, right? That August top, that's, that's really like a crucial pivot area. Um, it seems like, you know, hey, we got above, you know, this lower area right here. We, we should be, you know, off to the races. I guess, you know, in a lot of ways, it makes some kind of sense here because that's where we capped out um, back at this time last year. Right. So for May of last year, we capped out at, at this spot. So I guess it's not too surprising that we touched that and then came back down. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so much to look at that. Yeah. I mean, we it, it, it was there. It was there to be seen. Um, I guess the, the hopium in me and also the fact that the stock market still looked good and that, that, um, that macro still looks good had me thinking, all right, well, you know, there's a chance here that we could kind of do one of these things. And, uh, you know, I was really hoping that we would be more in this area at this moment. Um, but that's not to say that we can't just, you know, uh, overcome, right? Uh, by we, I mean, everyone here that loves Ethereum so much, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, the crypto sector is, all, um, I mean, I kind of like it here, and I'm not going to lie, you know, confession time, I guess. But uh, anyways, like, there's a reasonably <laughs> good chance we could hold this area. What's in that coffee, I mean, it, bro? It's a, it's a truth serum. <laughs> I mean, hey, Ethereum's got the stable coins, and the stable coins help to save my ass during the, the bear markets. Mm, you know, what do you yeah. want? It worked for it's, me. It's got some utility, for sure. I mean, it's it's like the dirty fiat that I sold into back in 2021. Like, it's been useful, right? I think it's yeah. spend it. You know, we're working towards replacing the system, but, you know, we, we make the compromises where we have to. Okay. But, uh, you know, this thing right here, it's, it's, this could hold. Like, this could hold. We we would hope to see this hold and start going up. That doesn't mean it has to. If this breaks down, 
Um, I really don't like that. I mean, we'll have to try and hope that this lower line here holds. But with with maybe. the kind of the the recent uptake with ordinals on Bitcoin, have we seen the energy kind of get sucked out of the Ethereum ecosystem a little bit and moved into Bitcoin for those purposes, NFTs and all that? No, no. I mean, it, it doesn't look like it. Ethereum, at least from a price perspective, it looks like Ethereum is still like, this is strong. This is a good chart, um, especially if we go towards the weekly. I mean, you can just see that. This thing bounced up. The the volatility has been dropping off, kind of like a bit of a sideways triangle here. And um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, overall, there, there's kind of this, this triangle developing. And Ethereum, as you see on the Z-scores, as we've been talking about for the past couple of months, has this positive bullish divergence, like very clear. Um, so we'll have to see. Like, you'd want to see this thing break out of this triangle and then go to the upside. But overall, like, no, I, I don't see I don't see Ethereum having lost a whole lot of uh, lost a whole lot of steam relative to Bitcoin. This was where the um, the great stake unlock of 2023 was supposed to destroy Ethereum and make Bitcoin rise to the penultimate position for all of eternity, but that just didn't happen. Uh, and that was the time for that to happen. So but honestly, the chart that could easily break to the upside here. All right, man. I don't think Ethereum is that like. I don't think. I'm sorry. I don't think Bitcoin is that great for tokens, anyways. Like, um, <laughs> I had an idea to recreate a very popular shitcoin. On Bitcoin, it, it, it had already been done, actually. It had been done like four times over. Uh, but there's no contract functionality. There. Like, you can't do anything. You can't issue tokens or, like, put um, yield or inflation or locking, none of that stuff. You could just, like, make a token that says, hey, my name is what? And and then it's like, okay, I guess people buy it because it's named a thing, but it doesn't actually do anything. Like, right, so it's just kind it of like, simple NFT token. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have the... The usability that ERC20 tokens have is what you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got their NFTs, they've got their BRC20, but it's like, there's just no functionality there. So yeah. maybe they'll get the roll-ups going at some point. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty interesting um, because it's, you know, it's also controversial, right? There's a lot of people, I guess, in Bitcoin that don't even want this taking place. But it, <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I, think, I think it's good hey, for Bitcoin, to be honest. I respect the guys that are... That are um, that don't like it because there's a lot of guys saying, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what happens. Everything is good for Bitcoin. Like even if the chain, like even if there's an inflation bug and the chain just crashed and burned, they'd be like, no, but this is good for Bitcoin. That's what I would say. <laughs> so I at least have the respect for the guys that recognize, hey, this is not being digital freedom money. Um, but at the same time, most of those guys, I, I hear them, they're just like upset. They're like, y'all shouldn't be doing this. And that's bad. It's like, well, hey, that's money on earth. Unstoppable tech, go fix your tech, right? Like that's right, that's right. the answer there. Yeah, it's, so it's kind of like them being, you know, upset that chain analysis companies exist. Like it's not, it's not fair. These companies are tracing our blockchain. Like, mm-hmm. right, well, then, you know, change it, change okay. up your, change up your tech, and they won't be able to do that. I kind of see it, see it as, as the same situation. If anything, yeah, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, also kind of bullish for Monero, right? Because Monero further uh, defines itself as being true digital cash, right? So it kind of pivoted yeah. away from or- ordinals, whereas Bitcoin has been unable to do that, to embrace them. It's kind of funny to hear how the long-term security budget uh, budget problem that didn't exist is now suddenly solved. Right. <laughs> it wasn't a problem in the first place, but thank God for ordinals because it solved it. Satoshi knew, he knew 12 years ago that they were going to need NFTs to solve the security budget all right, man. All good stuff. But, um, I mean, this, like you, I, and I guess you've kind of said this already, but this should be kind of a good time for Monero to slowly creep up, right? As when the entire market's down, to see Monero creep up a little bit against, against Bitcoin. 
I think at a minimum we're, we're stable. Oh yeah, versus especially versus Bitcoin, there's there's the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, the chart structure kind of keeps us capped right here at the moment. So I'm I'm not really convinced that this. I mean, it could break out, right? I'm not. It, it could break to the upside. I'm not convinced that it will, though. Um, we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It, it looks to me from from a U.S. dollar perspective, Monero seems to have a pretty reasonable good stability. Um, at least it has for the past couple of weeks. So, uh, I mean, it's it, it, it's likely just to be more and more boring. You know, um, let me show you guys one more thing. So this is Bitcoin versus the Nasdaq. And um, we had talked last week about like there's like a head and shoulders that kind of happened here. And so if you were to take uh, the target from that head and shoulders, which is it's not entirely a straight line, but um, it would be somewhere between here and here. So, oh, wait, no, that's not true. What did I do there? I almost let you. Uh, yeah, okay, there we go. So the target is, is getting pretty close to being made, like hypothetically. It would be somewhere around this dotted line right here. I don't remember why I drew that dotted line. It's probably important. But at any rate, we're, we're pretty close to that target. So it's we could be looking in the next, say, one to four weeks at a bottoming of Bitcoin versus and, and overall crypto versus the NASDAQ um, versus the stock market. So we could see some kind of like rebound here to the upside. Um, anyways, uh, that's I kind of I say that because I, I when we talk about the Monero versus Bitcoin ratio in my mind now, I just think, OK, when crypto's up, the ratio is flat or down. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm still <clears throat> I'm not selling my positions yet. At least the hollow portion of my positions are, are still in play. Um, but, you know, I, I might be a little bit more putting my finger on the trigger if, in case things start looking bad. Um, but at the same time, if they solve the this, the debt crisis thingy crisis, quote unquote, um, you know, that will probably get a positive action. All right, you know where I stand. Hoddle. <laughs> Don't hodl be a stupid DJ trader. Hoddle and use head down and build, right? Um, Indeed, sir. I mean, the ignoring ignoring price. I feel like Monero feels stronger than ever in terms of people actually using the community. Uh, feels like it's growing. So all, all good indications there. I mean, our transaction counts look nice in green here. They've, you know, we we hit almost we hit over thirty thousand during Monerotopia, and then we're still like. We're still above 20,000. If, if we have a, do we have like another like two minutes? I wanted to um, talk about the transactions. And yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And, yeah, wrap it up with that. So, okay. So uh, as you can see at the top left here, this is Litecoin, Doge, Bitcoin, Cash, and Monero. And I just want to point something out here about Litecoin. Notice how it's just been stable, stable, stable at a 90 to 100,000 transactions. And then as soon as the ordinals thing hit and the NFTs and the BRC20s, Litecoin magically, everyone just adopted Litecoin. They went from 100,000 to 600,000 transactions. Like Bitcoin doesn't like, if you even tried to make the argument that, oh, well, people are leaving Bitcoin for Litecoin because, you know, it's clogged and because of NFTs, which about three quarters true, but it's not entirely true. Um, but at any rate, like Litecoin, did you really actually uh, go up that much, right? And then we've got Dogecoin. Did Dogecoin really go from 20,000 transactions to a million and do a 50X? I, I don't think so. I don't think that Doge just magically got 50 times more adoption. I think the more likely thing is that miners are incentivized to pad the blocks, right? To stuff the blocks with non-real transactions to, to make it look like people are adopting. Um, and wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what Charlie Lee at Coinbase did uh, back in 2017. Coinbase got fined $6 million for this, for the wash trading bots that were created to fake adoption of Litecoin on Coinbase. Um, and and the, the lead dev, that they said a developer in the report on, from the CFTC, but a lead, the lead dev, Charlie Lee at the time, um, made these wash trading bots to make it look like Litecoin had adoption. So it would be completely in their modus operandi to expect them to pad their blocks. 
And if we go back further, you can see that they've done this. It seems like they've done this as well, where everyone else over the bear market was like having dropping transactions. Litecoin was just steady, 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 steady. It's like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that, right? I just don't buy that. So um, I don't know what's up with Dogecoin and Vcash. I don't know what's up with Vcash either. They've got like these weird oscillations, like well, up to 100,000 back down. All, all these cryptos, including Monero, went up in transaction count at the same time, right? Due to the congestion in the Bitcoin network. But you're saying some may have been organic and others not so much. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would be reasonable to me to think 10, 20, maybe even 50%, maybe even a 2x, right? It could be 2x. But like Bitcoin's doing 250,000 transactions per day. So let's suppose that NFT saturated the chain and there's 250,000 transactions looking for somewhere to go. Okay, we could explain like some part of this, but you can't explain the 600, uh, the 500,000, a right. half million transactions extra that Litecoin suddenly put on. And, you know, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? Because the miners do have the incentive to pad the blocks um, because if they make it look like there's usage and saturation and fees can go up, right? The miners can collect more fees. Um, but with Monero, we've got dynamic blocks. So fees actually go down as they, if they try to pad the blocks. So it's like, there's a natural disincentive on Monero towards doing that. Whereas there's a natural incentive on basically every other proof of work chain towards doing it. And there's a lot of people that suspect that's actually happened with Bitcoin um, to a significant degree over the years. Very cool, man. I like it. All right. Thanks for, Good stuff. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Thank you, man. Greatly appreciate it. As always, uh, stick around if you can. We got, the, I guess we'll jump to the guests. Guest segment up next. All right. Sweet. Let's yeah, go. So Thanks, wait, buddy. Hold on. Let's, let's make sure do we have, um, I see. We got Geonic and Minera. Oh, Geonic's there too. Sweet. Let's do it. The Minerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange of Minera and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys. Right, Yo. How's it hey, going? buddy. How are you? Doing great, man. Doing great. We got, uh, MB. MB, there. Hello. Yeah. Monero Bull, what's up? I'm loving the shirt, man. That's the, oh wow, you got the, <laughs> you're repping both. You got the Monero Con shirt. I got it all, man. And I got awesome. the original, the original Monero Con shirt, 2019 Denver edition. That's where we met, right? That's yeah, like I think when, so. we, when, we, when we first, uh, met in person. Yeah. Shit. That was the best thing that came out of that conference. Oh, man. <laughs> it was a great conference. I loved it. It was. That was epic. It was such, such a good time, good moment. Um, are, are you guys fully recovered from Topia? I don't think we ever will be. We're, we're just different people now. <laughs> it's altered us permanently. It was, uh, it was a lot of stress. It was more so the stress, like you guys witnessed the stress, the in-person stress, but there was like, Kind of stress building up to it as well, so it was like Sunita. is taking a break now, uh, but no, we'll be ready for MoneroCon. We're excited. I mean, just going to Prague is amazing. Super cool. Why don't you guys give it? Give us the lowdown. What What is going? I haven't been following it closely. What is the What is the latest with MoneroCon? Is everything on yes. track? Yeah, MoneroCon's happening. Get your tickets. You know, book your flights. Um, Prague, here we come. Let me Let me share the screen real quick. Uh, see if we can. Go over the schedule real quick. How has organization been going? MB, I know like anytime I check in there, I see that you're, you're very vocal in there. It seems like you're, you're, you're very much helping running the show. How, how has coordination been going? Um, well, we have meetings, uh, at least once a week. Awesome. And looking good. We have some items on site already. The, some people have already checked out the location. It's, it's looking really good. Sweet. Yeah, so 23rd, 25th of June, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
what day do you guys get in, Doug? Uh, I think we arrive Thursday night. So yeah, I'll be I'll be hosting Friday, right? Because you're showing up a little late. Yeah, um, I thought it was like Monerotopia where <laughs> Friday night is the welcome night. <laughs> so, I, so I get in like Friday afternoon. But uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I'll 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 try to you know help hold it down. That I, I want to contribute. You know, I want to help where I can. So I exactly. can. You give me a purpose there, and then, yeah. you know, welcome to help you on Saturday and Sunday as well, whatever you need. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so if you want to learn more, you can hop on the website, monerocon.com, and you can see the full schedule. we got a great lineup of people. Um, I'm excited about most of these. <laughs> I mean, they, they look pretty good. Um, yeah, so we have three stages, or uh, Monero Bull can correct me, or two stages in a rooftop where it's mostly parties, you know, DJ spending and whatnot. Um, yeah, so Midi Poet speaking the first day. I'm going to miss that. Oh, what's uh, Midi Poet giving a talk on? So it looks like identity versus anonymity, the battleground for the future of planets. You know, uh, Midi Poet always has interesting takes, so I'm, I'm very curious to, to hear this talk, but I, um, I guess I'll catch the recording. Um, then we have Luke Parker, uh, Mikhail, Someone, Uri, Uri is great. He, he spoke at Monarotopia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Mitchell above. Yeah, he's, oh no, I thought that was Mitchell. I'm sorry. Um, Mike, yeah, I don't know who that is. The Liberland guy. That's cool. Someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Monerable, what, what are you excited about? What do you want to hear? I'm looking forward to Kaya bus talk, even though it's not on Sarai Dex, sadly. It's on the first day. It's about full chain. Yeah, it's zero knowledge stuff. Yeah, the 1030 talk. That's awesome. He gave a great talk at Monerotopia. What, what was, did he give two talks, Doug? What did he speak about at Monerotopia? <sighs> well, he was, he was on, no, he was on the panel. Uh, yeah. and then, no, his talk, I thought, I thought he talked, didn't he talk about Sarai? I think he did, yeah. I'll be honest, I did not, I did not see his talk. <laughs> I interviewed him and ran, as I was telling everybody, like, I, I can't wait till we start posting these talks on YouTube. I'll be watching. Yeah, same. Them. I missed most of the <laughs> ones I wanted to see. But there was a lot of clapping. People loved it. There was uh, so much going on, man. Did you run the Q&A for that one? I think I did. <laughs> and the, 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 there goes to show you, I mean, so much. I, it was intense, man, right? It was, was intense. Intense was amount of information. Um, and Monerocon's going to be the same thing all over again a month later. Amazing. Yeah, how do you, how do you guys feel about, uh, going to Monerotopia and then like not even a month and a half later going to Monerocon? They're kind of, they're kind of close to each other. Yeah. 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 I, I think in the future we'll try to, you know, I'll try to sort it out so there isn't as much crossover, you know, maybe give it like a buffer, like a, a six month buffer would obviously be ideal, right? That would be, yeah, that would be ideal. We could figure that out so in the future. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Arctic mine is speaking. Um, that's on the first day again. Yeah. Friday, three mm -hmm. thirty. you know, we're going to hear about this Monero security model spam, how we fight that with, mm -hmm. uh, fees and whatnot. Uh, always great to hear from Arctic mine. He gave a great talk on price actually at Monerotopia. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch that one because that's kinda like, you know, the ultimate bull case for Monero coming from Arctic Mine. Very very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then okay, Friday night we have the welcome dinner. So if you want to go to that, get a VIP ticket. I think we still have some VIP tickets. Um didn't AJ yeah, open up some tickets? Yeah. There are a few VIP tickets left, but it's not it's not a lot. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're going to run out pretty soon. 
we only have a hundred tickets and you know, it's a month out. So these are going to go. I, I think we're going to be sold out. I'm pretty sure. Sweet. Do you guys know? So is that going to be near the venue? The, the restaurant? I, th- I think it's like a 10 minute walk. Okay. Well, do you yeah. remember? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's looking good. I think there's pictures of the restaurant too. Um, maybe we can find them, but whatever. Okay. So yeah, Saturday we have uh, both stages going on simultaneously as well. Uh, looks like it's kicking off at 10. 10 a.m., which is good for me. I'm not an early riser. You're punishing me here, Doug. This was painful. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that must be tough for you. Sure. Oh, yeah, the time yeah. zone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, three hours behind. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Andres is speaking um, about his uh, project in Monero Garden, economics of privacy. Just so much good stuff, man. And, like, with Monerotopia, most of it is... It's, you know, it's not even in the schedule. It's meeting the people and putting exactly. uh, faces to the handles and making Monero come alive. You know, that's what conferences are all about. And all the talks in between the talks, you know, the people you meet and so on. That's that's really um, yeah, that's where, the, here. that's where the magic happens. Like people that are watching it remotely and stuff and seeing like, you know, why, why yeah. is people so gaga over this? Because when you when you go, it's a completely different, it's a completely different experience, right? Being there in person, like you said, I mean, the, the real value comes from being around these people in person and, and talking to all these members of the Monero community that you may may have met online or something, right? You don't even know who you're talking to when you're talking to them. And, and yeah. you, just, you end up vibing with, you know. 99% of the people there because there's, there's obviously some, some common ground, right? There's a reason why exactly. you're, you're, you're yeah. both so passionate about Monero. Yeah. And that's and why can... we, why we added some coffee breaks in between. Like last yeah. MoneroCon, there was too little of that okay. in between talks. So this is why we have some extra time planned in. Very good idea. Exactly that stuff. Yeah. I like that. You guys really spaced it out nice. So instead of it just being a marathon, but yeah, Monerotopia has, has that lesson to learn for sure. And not starting as early, like like you said, yeah. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like you're you know, cramming for exams at the end of a yeah, college yeah, year. Sure. A little bit more relaxed. Here's here's one I love that Monerotopia. This is going to be great. Um, Elizabeth oh, she's speaking there too. Okay. Ethereum, yeah, atomic swaps. That was a great presentation. Um, uh-huh. She she was awesome. And then yeah, all, just all kinds of good stuff. And then, uh, let's see, Zarkane, um, so, uh, not as many, not as many other privacy projects though, I gotta say. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's where we kind of, one of the ways we differentiated, right? So, Maricopia yeah. kind of put the stake in the ground as being more open to privacy tech projects in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, there is someone from NIM and someone from, uh, Basic Swap. Okay, there you go. Okay, can we talk about the basic the basic swap thing? Uh, I, so I heard their talk uh, at Monerotopia, and I think I did the Q and A. But I mean, how are they? How do they have all these atomic swaps working? Where like even the Ethereum swap, even the Bitcoin swap is super, you know, like bleeding edge. It's not completely. So out they there. they have this. They have their own messaging protocol for like encrypted messaging that's running on top of their nodes and. That's how they can integrate it more easily because it, they have this messaging protocol that's not directly on the blockchain, so it's right. easier to do atomic swaps. So it's not. Re- is it really an atomic swap if it's like on a second layer or something, or like using a different system? I mean, they is are it- atomic swaps. There can only be two outcomes, and that is either you get your coins back or mm-hmm. the swap goes through. So they are decentralized swaps, but 
Just and a it different might not approach. be. Yeah, it's a different approach. So it's in mm. spirit and atomic swap. Right. I mean, with the uh, with the other atomic swaps, um, you're also just running a, another um, program to make to go through the swaps. So you're just running a different program here as well. But you're still doing like on-chain proofs and stuff like that. Got it. Yeah, we we had a uh, in addition to them being at Monerotopia, we had them on the show uh, a couple of months before. I recommend check that out. We have Particle on the tech. Yeah, I think I think honestly, I think the guy was selling it a, a little too much. Yeah, it was it was just too gung ho for me. The financial revolution it reminded me of a one coin presentation. It was, it was a little too over the top. Yeah, for me, for me, but different. He he's a good guy. I think he's you know he's just passionate yeah. about it. He you know that that's what he sees being the vision. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, how many people are actually using it? How many people are actually using Basic Swap? Like why I have are, used it? Um, it's not that user friendly right now because you have to run the full nodes for all the stuff you want to trade. So if you want to trade Litecoin and Monero, you need a Litecoin and a Monero node on the same machine. You mm-hmm. can technically use remote nodes, but it's rather unstable and not really supported yet. We're working on that. Oh, that's interesting. So to participate in it, you need the, the full node running for every currency that you're basically trying to swap with, right? Uh, well, it, it can be pruned, I think, but you you need to run quite a few nodes. It takes a lot of resources. Hmm. Maybe, maybe Monero Nodo can help out with that. I mean, I, I love the, you know, kudos to them, right? They're trying to build more more bridges, more decentralized for sure. bridges for, sure. for crypto. So Yeah, everything in that direction is great. Yeah. So Nodo, tell us about Nodo, Doug. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I jumped. Is, is that out. a presentation or what's what's happening? Um, I don't think we that is back. a That's workshop. A, I think a workshop. Yeah, I think they gave him a workshop. Abdullah tried getting a. I think he was late. I think so he hit hit you guys up. Uh, so I don't know what he's going to be doing. And I think the idea we're hoping to have a couple of these in hand, and he's just going to show people how they work. Basically, do a demo. Uh, that nice. is the hope. Hopefully, uh, we have them in hand. Great. Um, that's like a plug and play Monero node. Plug and play Monero node. Yeah. I went, I went, uh, we'll do a sh- full show on it. I'll have Abdullah on and maybe some of the other people that uh, participated in the project. But yeah, it, at, at its core, it's a plug and play Monero node for, you know, people like me or anybody, you know, even if, even, even the, uh, even the pros, right? Because it's, you know, you're, you're not taking up space on your, on your computer or whatever. And it's dedicated. Uh, the idea being that it'll always reliably be running. It's not, you know, on your laptop or something. It's a dedicated piece of hardware. Uh, and so, you know, big vision is, right, your easy way to help secure the Monero network at redundancy, right, by being an additional node and then giving the user an ideal Monero experience, allowing them to use Monero in the most private and secure way possible by connecting to their own node, right? That is, cool. that is, that is the vision. <clears throat> And then, um, yeah, that, that's really it. And then, oh, the, then we have the My Monero server that will be running on it. So you'll effectively be able to run your own in a very, you know, the goal in a very simple way, as simple as getting the node itself up and running. You'll be able to get your own My Monero server up and running, import your, your view key into it. So you're not giving up your view key to, uh, My Monero, right? Uh, but now you're getting the My Monero experience uh, running it through your, through your own server. Aren't there other people working on light wallets? Um, like Justin Berman, I think, was working on something or? 
I didn't know Justin Berman's working on a light wallet. That's all. He's awesome. working on a new key that would allow you to more safely use a light wallet. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, like a Monero key, like um, similar to like the view only key, but it would be, uh, it'd be a little bit different, but it would allow you to more safely use something like my Monero without them being able to control your transactions or see all of your transactions mm-hmm. in the same way, which would be really cool because something like a light wallet is extremely I mean, like, even the quick cake wallet's pretty easy to use, but it still requires a lot of bandwidth. And one of the biggest things I noticed is that, uh, on, in Monerotopia, me and a lot of other people were having trouble syncing because of, uh, the data issues going on there. And so something like mm-hmm. a light wallet in those situations and in certain places yeah. where they just don't have as great access to high speed internet, that would be very useful. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like a light wallet server for cake or, or Monerujo would be amazing. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of that's that's kind of the the vision with Monero. Yeah. Uh, right. So like, my my Monero to me has this stigma a little bit from their three month downtime or whatever it was. <laughs> the last hard fork, they kind of lost me with. Yeah, I haven't been following the project closely, but I, you know, they they kind of were the first to solve the problem, right? Of a, a yeah. super light light wallet where they do the the scanning for you. Uh, I know, like, was it Ex- Exodus, right? They use the my, they use my Monero servers. I think um, Edge Edge uses them. I mean, Edge. They, I'm they, sorry. They yeah. still use them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's. I think there's a lot of. Oh, not a. I'm, I think there's more than just Edge, right? There's other ones that are using that have Monero added uh, as a wallet, and they're essentially just using the my Monero server. Yeah. So. Probably all the ones that went down. <laughs> to get together with them. So here's one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Monerujo. Uh, this is the main dev of Monerujo, M2049R. Um, this will be cool. Oh, sweet. He, yeah, he's a real cypherpunk. So I, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Andrea, regulating Monero. Oh, he, she, okay, she's been active in the Monero policy work group. Um, so that'll be, that'll be very cool to hear. And oh, Ari's yeah. Gotta get her on, do a Monero talk. Yeah. Totally, yeah, totally. Um, okay, Lantis, all right. And then Justin is doing a Monero trivia. And look, and look what we got next. We got a film screening. Ah, yes. Ah. I wonder, I wonder what it will be. Mm. Me too, me too. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Can, can we, can we play your clip? Yeah, let's do it. Show, show a preview of what, what is to come. Want to give so, people okay, a okay. quick little rundown? Well, yeah. All right, all right. So let me give this some context. Um, ah, here's Andres. Yes. <laughs> all right, he's listening to us. Oh, and someone in the chat said only three VIP tickets, guys. So if you don't, if you want to go to that dinner, you know, your chances are running out pretty soon. Three tickets left. Oh wow, only three tickets left. That's oh, what yeah, they said see, in the chat. I, I see. I body haven't, is I saying. I haven't verified that. <clears throat> body is saying, is there software where you could run your own? Yeah, there is. There, they've. There is a. a a way to run your own my Monero server. That's that's what we're doing with the Monero Nodo. Uh, we're gonna put that, have that, you know, running on the node so you get it up and running easily. Or you can you know, do it on your own without the Monero Nodo. But yeah, there is a way to do that and connect your mobile to your own node like that. Yes, that's that's exactly what we're trying to achieve with the Nodo. Yeah, if you're more technical, you can look at Crypto Grampy on Twitter. He's working on like a, yeah, it's called Light Wallet Server or mm-hmm. service or something, and. He made a admin dashboard. You still need to run the light wallet server yourself, and you can set that up if you're technical. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Not uh, not Justin Berman, Crypto Grampy. There mm-hmm. you go. 
Yep. So yeah, we're just trying to package that all into one one device so people just get it up and running easily. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Gianna, go ahead. All right. So yeah, the movie. So some of you know, others don't. Uh, but I had a I made a little movie and I made a CCS and the community kindly supported my effort to release the movie and get it to the Oscars. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Um, so anyway, this, this movie is ready to be released, but one of the ideas that was floated by Plosoft, um, who's our CCS coordinator was to make a, a fake, a fake trailer for the movie, uh, which makes it look like a Monero movie, which we did. So there's an official trailer that doesn't have Monero in it at all, but then there's this alternative trailer, uh, or teaser that we just made. Um, that sort of gives a different impression. So if you want to play that, we can play it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Tux, you oh, got yeah. it on your Let me go ahead and, let me go ahead and click yeah. on that. Yep. Sweet. Resulta que si necesito tu ayuda. Mira, you know, ¿sabes lo que es esto? ¿Has oído de Bitcoin? Sí, que no. Puta madre, la moneda también. Pues esto es como Bitcoin, pero mejor. Es imposible de rastrear. such a good job on it as as you could see from like anybody who just saw that the quality it's like very well done and then the actual you, cool movie you, the story everything awesome yeah awesome. we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna drop that on twitter to share it like it whatever <laughs> awesome wow. sweet let me share the screen again so you'll, yes you'll be debuting the full movie at MoneroCon you know there is a film screening um something is gonna be playing at MoneroCon I can't confirm <laughs> whether it's gonna be this movie or not but it kind of matches the duration. Okay, it's 40 minutes long. So, you know, there's, you a, there's a pretty good chance. There's a pretty good chance. Uh-huh. You're going to get to wink, watch wink. wink, wink. All right, so that's that's Saturday. That's uh, that's how we end Saturday night. And then we're on to Sunday, which is a bit of a short day. Um, start at 10 again. Some talks. Yura is speaking a second time. Uh, that's good. Oh, Amir Taki. This is going to be interesting. Oh, sweet. Did he drop out of Monerotopia? Doug, uh, he was supposed to be there in person. He, I, he should have. He gave a remote talk, I believe, unless that ended ah, up okay. not being place. Yeah, it was I literally see. a last minute. He had like stomach issues. He was, you know, Uh-oh. yeah. Then, then they missed the did plane. He, and... Did he eat too many tacos? Or... <laughs> it was on, it was on his way to Mexico, but I don't know. 
perhaps. Dude, I had stomach issues for a week after after my I'm not going to lie. Me too, that man. Me too. And then uh, it actually... Love Mexico, but... but. I know, right? It comes at a cost. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but not okay. Prague. I've been to Prague before. I think my, my my stomach fared quite well in Prague. Amazing, amazing food in Prague. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to go to go back to Prague. I haven't been for like five or six years. Love and it. Beautiful town. We should mention, too, it the venue, right? It's the parallel... I can never pronounce this. Parallelly, parallel... Parallel polis, right? How do you, how do you properly pa- pronounce it? Parallelly polis, I think. Parallelly? Yeah. Parallelly, yeah. It's, it's tough for me. Um, but you know, that's like freaking old school cypherpunk. Uh, Yurai is one of the guys behind it, right? Who, who are the other people behind it? Um, the other, the other guy who was there at Monerotopia, uh, with, with Yurai, what was his name? He gave a talk to. Oh yeah, uh, oh my god. Um, here it is. I gotta look on the list. Venue rental. Oh yeah, we should talk about the venue. Look at that. Okay, interested in renting our venue. Okay, here's pictures from Paralani Police. This, this is it, guys. This is where we're gonna be. My VPN's a little slow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool that they're you know doing a Monero conference there. They're behind Monero. I mean, they're yeah, they were kind of strictly you know strictly Bitcoin, right? Um, but they've. They're I think open they've opened to, up. Yeah, yeah. They're open to Monero, oh, which is which is very they're exciting. They're super. They're super cypherpunk. I think the only three coins they support are, do they support Litecoin? I'm not, I'm not even sure, but Bitcoin and, and Monero for sure. They have Lightning. I think there's a coffee shop there where you can pay with crypto. Yeah, they have a Bitcoin coffee shop. I'll be talking with them, see if we get a gratuitous going over there. We will be, actually all the coffee will be supplied by gratuitous. We're going to have, uh, drip coffee. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We're not going to be doing pour over and stuff because I don't want to don't want to get into that. But we'll, all the drip coffee will be supplied by. Uh, okay, so here's the Institute of Crypto Anarchy. That's the second stage, I believe, right? Both, I think. Oh, it's beautiful. That's the smaller, the smaller yeah, stage, I think. Uh, that's the smaller stage. The bigger one is in La Fabrica. Yeah, that's not. Do so they own like the whole building? It's like a it's an entire building. You know, uh, I don't know if they own it or rent it, but yeah, they've been there for a while. You know. They haven't gone away, so it's really encouraging to see that they can stick around and make this a like a viable model. And it's it's Pavel here. Pavel Luptek. Pavel is the is the guy. Who there you that. go. Yes. There you go. Super cool dude. He gave a talk basically on opting out. You know, he's he doesn't just talk the talk; he walks the walk. Like all these guys, right? They're that's what's they're it, that's why it's so um, encouraging to see that they're behind Monero because yeah. they're kind of the real their mo is that you know. They actually don't just like pretend to be cypherpunks. They actually live the life of one. Yep. Uh, they use the tools. They treat all these things like tools. They're not like Bitcoin maxis. They're just looking for the best thing to do the job for purposes of opting out. So exactly. it's encouraging that they, that they're into Monero. Pavel gave, gave a great talk at Monerotopia. Yep. Yep. And they oh, all have a uh, Peruvian, Peruvian citizen. Peruvian citizen? Yep. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you, you're Paraguay. right. You, I think it's Paraguay. Oh, right? sorry, sorry, not Paraguay. There you go, Paraguay. Yeah. Oh, uh, shout out to Vic. He's he's listening. Vic, what's up, man? Vic, why don't you hop on, Vic? Yeah, jump on if you like. Jump Tux, on. can you can you drop the uh, the link in the chat? Yes, yeah, I can't. Let me grab it for anybody that wants to jump on. Yeah, yeah anyone who's corner, coming right? to to MoneroCon or anyone who wants to ask questions or anything, jump on. 
make yeah, this is anybody up. else in the yeah throw that in there let's see if anybody jumps up and then we can make that our viewers on stage if anybody wants to come up yeah. yeah, so they must own this the whole building. Does anybody know what what's the, what's the town like over? Like, what's the that part of the city like? Is it like kind of like it's on the other side of the river? Or? It's on the other side of the river. Um, so it's not in the in the touristy part. Um, from what I from what I've seen. Um, so that's good. You know, not as many, not as much noise and whatever. More locals, I think. Kind of like um, the Brooklyn of Prague. Yeah, probably a similar vibe. Yep. Sweet. And then, okay, Justin Berman is speaking. This is going to be good. He's always good. Yep. Um, you know who they should have or we should have at the next oh, Monero Con kidding. was Woodsir. Woodsir was amazing at Monerotopia. Yes, Havino. Yep. He gave a great talk. Despite the technical difficulty on our end. Not, oh despite the power going out. But we, you know, we got it. We recorded even that yes. part. So, uh, yeah, and, yeah, we, and, yeah. He, and he launched, um, they launched the test net for Havina. Basically. That's right. That's they, right. He spoke about it at the conference. And then I think just yeah. recently it's like, it's been made live. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he announced it. Um, okay. It looks like Co Coe's going to be there in person. So if you want to meet the genius behind, uh, Seraphis, come to Prague. Oh, this is awesome. Seamless es- escrowed marketplace. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah that'll be, Shit. that'll be interesting. He, he always comes up with good ideas. So now is, is that a Zana, is that a Zano based marketplace? I don't, I don't know. He, he, <laughs> there's been some Zano activity lately. I can't lie. <laughs> well, he, and he presented with Andre, right? With, uh, he presented with, yeah, the proof of the proof of stake aspects of Zano, which is very cool. I guess we're all going to be selling our Monero and buying Zano soon. <laughs> never, never. Unless you've already lost yours in a boating accident, then <laughs> you, you don't have to sell it. It is cool and that this... you're working on different things, though, right? Like, uh, and is it? And yeah, yeah. I mean, you you had like probably the the best interactions with the Zano team of all. You ran the ran the Q and A, and then had some really good face to face combo, right? They were they were good guys. I'm I'm not gonna lie. They're they're not bad guys. I, I think they're working on a shit coin, but you know their heart is in it, so like, they're giving it their all. There you go. Um, yeah. And here's the last thing for Sunday, three three fifteen. We have a panel. Justin, Andrea, Midipo. This is gonna be amazing. So this is all about Fantastic. policy and and laws and regulations. If you're worried about Monero being banned or whatever, this is where you want to be. I love it. And these are the people you want to ask questions. Uh, that's a, that's a great group. Um, so, yeah, we'll yeah, probably, we'll definitely do a Monerotopia episode at some point over there. At least one, maybe, maybe two, maybe for both days. I don't know if we're going to, I'll probably rather just enjoy the conference a little bit, but definitely on Saturday, we'll do it. So that'll be yeah. cool. And we could have as many people as we can get to kind of jump on the speakers, jump on real oh, quick. Oh, looks like Vic, uh, joined the street mirror. Should I invite him up? Oh yeah, sweet. Do the, uh, viewers on stage segment. Let's, let's play All that right. and bring, uh, bring let's Vic up. Let's go. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. All we have is the sound of Sunita's voice. She's not with us. Vic, hey. what's going on? Hey, man? Hey, how you doing? What's so Monerotopia was a big success. I, uh, I hear. I saw some pictures, and it, it lacked, looks amazing. It lacked one thing. Huge. Huge. You fun, sad. You didn't you go. Been I know. With my shoulder surgery and all that, it's just next you time for sure. It. You would have loved it. But I was there in spirit, right? 
<laughs> that's what kept us going through the hard times, you know? A lot of cake exactly. wallet users. Oh, that's good. That's good to yeah. hear. Yeah, we saw a massive jump in cake wallet downloads and Monero.com downloads during those three, four days. Sweet. I know. We're, we're trying to take all the credit for it, even though it was Bitcoin's congested network, but. No, 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 but, but I mean, a lot of, uh, downloads in, in Mexico during that time, I think. What, what I, I think I published those numbers like 800% or some ridiculous. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So let's, let's see if you see an 800% increase in, in Prague in, uh, in Czech on <laughs> after we yeah, then, then we'll know which is the real know. Monero conference. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real metric. <laughs> real cake metric, dollars. yeah. How many people are using cake? Vic, Vic, will you be in Prague? Are you going to... You know, Snell and I were just talking about it, so I don't know. You should definitely come on. Make it happen. I don't want to go and make you feel bad. Then you'd be like, oh, you can come to that. No, never, never, <laughs> never. Please, please go. Yeah, may, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just looking at the dates, because i got to be in have to be in London uh, sometime in the middle of July, so we're trying to see maybe those things. Okay. Time. Yeah. So, John, I'm sorry I missed you for my recent trip. I won't reveal the location. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you missed me. Yeah, I, we yeah. gotta. I gotta put you on the spot. Vic, Vic was in my part of town, or you know, in my neck of the yeah. woods for a week, uh, but we didn't get to. Yeah, sorry about that. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 okay. We've we've met we've met a bunch of times. Yeah, we did meet on my last trip. Yep. That's good. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed. Uh, I, I don't know. Nobody's asked. Apple hasn't approved our. Last two updates. Mm. Last yeah. two? Yeah, Whoa. for iOS. So it's on like, uh. Doesn't that include version? the bug that needed to be wow. fixed or? So I think 4.64 is live, 4.65 and 4.6 sets haven't been approved. 6.6 was the one with the, uh, the Monero update, right? Mm hmm, exactly. So they're wow, actually. It's typical Apple stuff, right? Yeah, um, but so they're actually. Is this compromised now? Oh yeah, I've sold that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it unsafe to use? That's why he's jumping on. That what yeah, just, just to break it to you guys, yeah, move your people. money right now. Move yeah. your money. Uh, well, they're asking, they're asking about our crypto sales. It's done oh. through third parties. Oh, How does it work? And do we custody the users' funds? I mean, all the stuff they asked five years ago, but they're, Ooh, that's interesting. they're ramping it up, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not ask, asking about the crypto to crypto exchange, you know, like Trocador or change now are the ones we have in there but their questions are about you know payfura which we used to you know sell monero or um what's the other one we have on ramper for other coins so i don't know we gave them all the answers like a week ago and no reply except saying hey we need more time and so we wow. sent the new new update anyway we're like you know what so, I think so when Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to reach out to them and, and just be like, hey, look, these are some critical updates we've got to get to our users. What don't you like? We can remove it in the meantime, but we need to get the dates out. So. Right, right, right. Interesting. Uh, Apple Apple is really terrible in that regard. Um, yeah. Like even like Linus Tech Tips, if someone knows them, they have like 10 million subscribers on YouTube, and they always talk about how their updates always get denied as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, Apple users aren't really... First... Uh... When you first launched Cake, right? I mean, didn't it take forever for you to get the? Yeah, it took like three. It took like three weeks to get approved. And oh, I thought it was longer. No, I think I think it was on three. But they, I mean, at that time, they really don't understand crypto. I mean, they were asking, "What is this fee? What is this network fee? You know, why aren't you putting it through the app store?" And you know, stuff, you know, in-app purchases. And I was like, "No, it's not. It's not for us." And mm -hmm. went back and forth on that. But now they have a 
I mean, mainly they're asking about licenses of our of our providers, like Payfura and Pay and all those types of things. They want to know that they're uh, properly licensed. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a KYC AML <laughs> issue that they're having. It's not so much that they're concerned that you're not passing the money through to to Apple for this issue. It seems like they're kind of talking about they don't want people to be able to buy crypto without KYC AML. Is that is that exactly. kind of what they're edging towards? And that's what it seems like. I mean, they're, yeah, they're not asking about the commercial terms. They're asking about mm. if these, if these players are actually registered and, and are licensed. So, let's see what well, happens. Apple really, uh, works for the government in that regard. Here we go, guys. Better, better grab your banana before you can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they said something about that they want us to build a back door or something. <laughs> <laughs> you said, okay. So, they said, yeah. It's it's narrow. Can Apple remotely delete the, the KCAP from your phone? I don't know. Could they? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Like, they were, remember when Flappy Bird was around and it was taken off the yeah. market? And there were iPhones who still had the app installed. They were selling for thousands on eBay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems but like Google... worst, worst case scenario, you just have to remove some of these, this functionality, right? Of, I which think, is very yeah. unfortunate. Do you think it would affect yeah. like buying the gift cards too? Probably not. No, it's more so the getting into no, the arrow with with credit card and things like that, right? Right, exactly. They haven't asked about gift cards at all, no. um, which is good. Uh, and by the way, gift cards have been really successful, way way more successful than I thought it would be. I think. It, did you guys see my tweet from yesterday? We just sold yeah. five thousand thousand gift cards. Is that like uh, total? Total so far, yeah. Wow, that's really good. Because it hasn't even been out that long. Ago. Yeah, that's yeah awesome. the web. Yeah, I'm just talking about the web version. Yeah, the just web the version. web version. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm really yeah, glad. How, you guys how are you doing? Uh, mm, sorry, Tuxedo how are you doing saying? compared to? Sorry. Oh, G- no, go, ahead, go ahead. No, tux. Okay. How, how is? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you go ahead. Okay, Tux, you go. Tux, you go. Okay. Um. Uh. I was gonna say I'm glad you guys keep uh keep that service up and running because I know you've had some troubles. I was talking to uh. I was hearing Justin's rants about having to deal with the uh, the gift card vendor and how they keep screwing stuff up. Um, but I'm glad you guys keep making it work because it's like really useful. I use it like at least once per week because uh, I try to use That's it as great. much as I can for buying stuff in person because it's actually really convenient to use and wow. um, it actually saves me a little bit of money. Uh, but I I know it's yeah. been like there's been some issues with uh, the companies you have to work with. Uh, but it's 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 good that you guys keep it working. Because I, a lot of people clearly love it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I mean, the issues sometimes have been from our provider for sure, uh, but you know, it's a new tool, new system, so I can't blame 100% our providers. Sometimes mistake has been on our part. And the, the other thing is we got to pay for the. So, so let's say we're anticipating we're going to spend, uh, we're going to sell, let's say, fifty thousand dollars worth of cards tomorrow. So we have to prepay that. And even though we prepay it, it takes them two, three days to, you know, convert however we're paying them in crypto or dollars, whatever. Then they need to convert it, send it to their bank. And it's like a two, three day process. I don't understand why, but whatever the reason, it is a two, three day process. So then that means we have to fund the purchases for like three days. So then if we're anticipating every day, $50,000, so now we got to Fork up 150, you know, fund three days of, of capital there. And 
some days you have really good days that you're like, oh, we're running out of money. So that's, that's Wait, that's and now you, ha- you have to pre-purchase essentially all what you think all the gift card purchases will be for per month? Yeah, we, we deposit them. So then there's you have to have like a balance the- on the vendor's account. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, but when a, when a user when a user's using it, isn't the 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 Monero being sent to this third party? Well, I won't get into that. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that the uh, vendor doesn't accept any crypto, and they have to facilitate the crypto to USD uh, themselves. Yeah. Okay. Is what I'm guessing. Yeah. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that's nice. Then, to do the way you're running that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we, have, we so sometimes you know because if we have really good days and we're like oh we run out of money. So and now with Monday being a, a U.S. bank holiday here, I'm, yeah. I've been watching the balance every day. Monday it might be we might run out and uh, they won't have a chance to top it up. So let's see. We're keeping an eye on it. So that's the honest truth. With you know one of the times we we did have delays. So th- does your balance cover like all of the gift cards or do you have to? Allocate it to specific vendors. What do you mean? Oh no! Like if you uh, have a, if you have a hundred thousand in there, is that yeah. does that cover all the all the gift cards, or do you have to say ten thousand for Apple gift cards? You know, ten thousand for no. Amazon, whatever. No, it's for the whole catalog. It's for the whole okay. catalog that you see on on CakePayWeb. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. What do you have? Do you have metrics where you're seeing most of the uh, purchases coming from, for or where they're seeing most of the purchases coming from ge- geographically for the gift cards? And the um, credit card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could easily look that up, and and um, I think Justin is putting that together. Uh, see, where we're seeing it. But here's the interesting thing, which I've been noticing, not only on the gift card side, but even on the exchange side. If somebody is using one of the exchanges, you know, Trocador, Change Now, or Sideship, whatever we have in there, and I've seen this for the last couple of years, we see activity 7 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time to around 7 p.m. New York, uh, U.S. Eastern Time is not great. So does that mean, I mean, I don't want to say, okay, that's just all U.S. Could be South America as well, or, you know. But that's why I want to look up further and see which countries are, are those that are giving that activity from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I have a feeling it's the U.S. Yeah. Um, maybe other countries don't need to use the exchange part of Cake Wallet because it's easier to get Monero there. Right. Um, maybe most people are using in the U.S. People are using Cake to get Monero. I don't know. It's probably New York. So, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, the bit license. New York. There's no other way to get Monero. You don't buy in New York, do you? There it is. Sorry, would you say tux? Even Kraken doesn't let you get Monero in New York, do they? No. There's no exchange that you crazy. There's no KYC AML exchange. The exchange is a credit I'm a Florida. I'm a Florida resident. What'd you say, MB? The exchange in Cake Wallet is using credit cards, right? Uh, that's one of them. Yeah, but you can also do crypto to crypto exchanges. Oh, and you don't see crypto people... crypto activity mm-hmm. outside of those hours? Very little. That's what I'm saying. Maybe like eighty percent of the exchange and gift card and um, I don't know about the credit card sales. I gotta check that. It's, it's all through my most active hours. That's interesting. <laughs> it's all dog. It's all dog. All dog. I wake all up dug. at seven a.m. I'm in bed by seven. The power p.m. user. Just <laughs> <laughs> to give you a gold membership. Thanks. So, how, how does Kate compare yeah, to uh, to some of the other like gift card providers? I uh, was it Coin Cards was another one. Um, what what are some of the other big um, ones? There's the Bitcoin one that never right. added. The yeah, there's bit refill, bit refill, coin cards. I think there's a coins B or something people keep posting about. 
Yeah, I, I think Coinsby Coin, says it Coin right on the, the thing. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, since I mean, since Cake Wallet is known for Monero, um, most of most of the purchases are done with Monero. But you know, we put Trocadores. Are you guys uh, more, more popular than Coin Cards now? I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. I mean, he's a great guy. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. He's yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. All right. Anybody else want to jump up? Now's the time. The link is there, the StreamYard link. I don't think we're going to pop into this Twitter spaces. Do you see we have a we oh, have Doug, a oh, there? I wanted to ask you about I'm your concerned. node thing that you're... Yeah. Go ahead. What, what's that about? Is it is it a light wallet uh, node? Like no, no. I mean, well, no, no. The 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 major the, the use case is just a plug and play Monero node, right? So remember, like the Monero box somebody launched years ago, but then it never really followed through. Yeah, so, it stopped working for me for after two weeks. But... <laughs> <laughs> so so we picked up where they left off. We actually were working with the original Monero box guy when we first started okay. it, trying to get him back okay. into it, but he's like, now nah, I'm, you know, I'm not really into that anymore um so yeah this working with this guy abdullah who i who i've never met become friends with him through the internet he gave a presentation a remote presentation at monerotopia and i he should be in person at monerocon um yeah. but yeah just mm-hmm. plug and play monero nodes so selling selling the hardware with the proper software on there where it's take it out of the box plug it in get it up and running um but yeah the feature we we did add uh a way to also easily get up and running your own my monero uh server so then people okay. can yes so then people can okay. easily connect to their wallet obviously they could connect to cake wallet no problem you don't need the my monero mm-hmm. server you could just point your make that your, your yeah. node right select it as your node um but then it also becomes a way for people that want to you know use uh the my monero functionality right so that you're not syncing yeah. on the app. Yeah, yeah. Because no, just yesterday I was saying to Justin that um, I think Crypto Grampy or, or I don't know who's doing that LWS thing. Yeah, I think Crypto Grampy, he's in. Crypto Grampy, raise your hand. Do you want to – I don't think he's ever really been public, right? I don't, I don't think they've ever talked before. Yeah. Crypto I was Grampy, just saying to Justin up? yesterday. He's on. I see Grampy on Twitter. Raise, raise, I don't know. Give, give us a sign if you want to talk. I don't think he does, though. Mm. He's lurking. Mm. But what were you going to say, Vic? Go ahead. I was just saying, I was just talking to Justin yesterday that we should jump on that whole LWS thing, even if we offer it as like a experimental feature in Cake mm-hmm. Wallet or, or an advanced feature. At least it's something to get going and have some people start playing around with it. Yeah. So Sweet. I'm d- definitely going to put that on the, on the uh, roadmap. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you more about, too, you know, how, how Noto can be something that uh, Cake Wallet users would want to use. I mean, this is something, you know, the usual spiel, right? Like I'm building it because it's something that I wanted personally, right? I wanted a plug and play. Right. That's the best way. Yeah. So, that's... so Doug, Doug, after Noto launches and it's a big success, you should take on a uh, on a, on a hardware wallet next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, think the hardware, the hardware. I don't want to get in that game, <laughs> right? There's 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 not much risk with the node. I mean, don't get me wrong, like yeah. right? You you don't you don't you don't want to be sloppy about it. It's got to be secure, but. Hardware wallet, holy shit! You fucked up. I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, hardware wallets just turned out to be a, a scam, you know? Like uh, Ledger, Trezor, they're both sort of compromised. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, well, Vic, do you want to mention the new Cake Wallet two FA feature? Yeah, it's a, another security feature we put in Cake Wallet. So, in addition to the pin that you use to log in, now you can set up two FA. Um, you know, it, it's, again, it's not, it's not a hardware wallet, but it definitely provides another layer of security. Um, so if you have another phone, 
you know, put the, your authentication app on the other phone and have that separate from your cake wallet phone. So again, again, it's not a hardware wallet. Nobody should expect it to provide that level of security, but it's definitely better than <clears throat> just a basic pin. Well, I haven't tried that even yet. A, even that a hardware wallet's you... not a hardware wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, you know, Justin talked to the Monero community and we went with the most advanced OTP, SHA-256, no, SHA-512. So you have to download an authenticator which has the eight-digit SHA-256 type encryption. Oh, the eight-digit, um, okay. Yeah, so you're not going to be able to use your uh, Authy, for example, or, or Google Authenticator. So um, I'm using this new one called Rivo, R-A-I-V-O, something like that. Um, and I haven't tried it with the UB key authenticator yet, uh, but I think they support SHA-256 eight-digit. So, um, yeah, there's another, another layer of privacy. I, th- I think it's good. Even if you lose your phone, you have, it's separate from your, uh, authenticator. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be. So is that just every time you open the yeah. app or is it also required, um, when you want to send something? Right now it's only when you open the app, but I'd like to have it as an option for sending and also as an option if you want to see your private keys and see. Cool. That's yeah. cool. Even Someone if you in the chat said, phone, uh, you can't just, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I'm lagging. I think my, my VPN is messing with me, so I'm interrupting people all the time. Um, right. Someone said native Tor connections would be great. Is that coming to cake? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's not something we're actively looking into it right now. Um, I mean, you do have the option of running Orbot, and uh, we did put a, a Monero node that's on Tor. Um, but just app-specific, uh, we haven't done that yet. We haven't not looking at it yet. Oh, Monero Nodo also will be uh, running on tour as well. Yeah, other oh, nice. feature to mention. Okay. I guess. Very cool. Uh, we should um, tux. We didn't. We didn't do the news. We didn't play. Yep. We, we still got the news that's left. How how long is the news clip? It's about nine minutes. All right. You wanna <laughs> you wanna play it now, and then if if anybody sticks around, if you can, uh, that'd be awesome. We're gonna play. We're gonna play the news real quick. If you okay. guys do stick around, we could we could briefly chat. Giannis on the way I'm, out. I can I'm gonna hop off. <laughs> Good to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, you're out too? Alright, Vic's out too. No, no. I'll, I'll stick around for that. Alright, yeah, stick around if you can. MB, stick around if you can too. We're gonna, we're gonna play the news and we'll be back. Alright, see you guys in Prague. All right. In Prague. Alright. And now for our weekly news segment. Because one time I recorded the whole thing and then I didn't have my microphone on and um, all these things, but um, this is gonna be successful. Uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, happy weekend. Hope you have some coffee. I have some water and uh, let's get into the new section. The first thing that I want to discuss is Mastering Monero, which is a very interesting book that you should read. If you're a beginner, advanced, intermediate, you know, if you're just getting into Monero uh, or not, it's just a really good book to read. And uh, I'm really happy to see it trending on Hacker News. It goes in depth about Monero, so you should definitely um, take a look at the book. And then once you read that, I think you should definitely grab a copy of the Monero standard. Uh, which has been written by my friend Stoic. We've been talking about it for over a year now, and in the beginning it was really interesting. Uh, we're talking about the book, and um, in like one minute we basically reached the conclusion that such a thing should, should exist, and he's like, um, all right, I'm going to do it. And I said, okay, and he's been working on it. He's been telling me about the progress. Hey, I'm 20% in, 25%, 30%, man, this is not easy, blah, blah. And uh, besides working like a maniac, he works a lot. Um, he also pulled the book somehow, and uh, I couldn't be happier for him and what he's achieved and what he's done. And I personally can't wait to read the book myself. So um, definitely, 
Monero, uh, mastering Monero, and then once you're done with that, the Monero standard. And um, you should be good to go. Um, then I want to discuss the company called Uncipher, which they claim to be able to hack Trezor T wallet. So a lot of people have the Trezor T wallet or the Trezor wallet or Ledger or stuff like that. Um, there's been a bug in 2019 that has been, has been circulated on, on YouTube and other places and then it got patched. Uh, this one allegedly, the company said, that the exploit for the Trezor T is unfixable with firmware update. And um, <coughs> they said in order to fix this, Satoshi Labs will have to recall all their products, which they are likely not going to force. They can't do that, right? Um, and then um, Trezor responded, actually, and they told Coindesk that the attack performed by Uncypher resembled an RDP um, downgrade attack that required physical theft of a device, right? So physically stealing it and then extreme technical knowledge and advanced equipment to execute. So not everybody can just hack. It's not like, oh my God, now everybody's gonna steal everybody's uh, um, um, cryptos on Trezor. Um, but they also said that they took significant steps to resolve this issue. So we'll see what's gonna happen. Are they gonna resolve this issue? Is Cypher still gonna be able to do the same thing that they have achieved? We should see. Now I wanna discuss something that I really love about the Monero community and is the fact that when we have bugs or issues within Monero, we discuss it openly and we just put it on the table and say, hey, like for example, we had a bug in Monero's um, XMR's GUI CLI decoy selection, allowing chain analysis to guess the real spend with high probability. If the spend is exactly 10 blocks old, it's not severe, but it's still not, <laughs> it's not good. And um, if you click on, on uh, this link, go on GitHub, and then, you know, you can read more details about it, about it but the severity uh, was high, it's been patched. We just, you know, discussed it, this is it, blah, blah, and boom, now it's patched, you know. So this is a beautiful thing about the Monero community. The fact that we discuss the weaknesses and then we work on it, we patch it, and we just move forward. And then the next time something's gonna happen, we're gonna do the same thing, so. Really beautiful, and make sure that you update your wallet to the newest version, which is uh, 0.18.2.2. Now, uh, let's talk about a way to not be, um, which is, uh, I'm not going to be able to play this video actually because I've been having issues with the uh, sound. Uh, I think last episode I did also didn't have sound, so uh, Doug, if you can, or if you want, you can play this video and then the one with um, uh, New York City Mayor Adam that we'll discuss in a bit. So, uh, basically, <coughs> Laser Eye called Leader has nervous breakdown on a podcast and, you know, he calls people... Uh, names and have this and have that, which, and what Doug uh, wrote, please, well, let's never let them know to be a conference evolving to this or the podcast or, you know, nothing, nothing should be like this. If you're ever that angry um, about something, you should you know, go in a corner, relax, you know, and then think about what you're going to say. Um, and for the people that have been to the Neurotopia conference, uh, either the one last year or this year, you know, that is very relaxed. We had people from, uh, um, Pirate Chain, uh, Lin, and all these projects. And then it was very relaxed, you know, we discussed, uh, we had a great time together. So, um, yeah, this is definitely something that we don't want to evolve into and something that we just don't want to be part of. Because um, it's not just not good, it's not productive. Um, now I want to get into CBDCs and um, we discussed on the past, uh, in past episodes, the fact that India um, is pulling away cash from from circulation. Uh, now they pulled the 2,000 rupee notes, which is going to affect the economy uh, in a bad way. It's going to affect people. You know, it's going to affect everything because it's just easier to transact when you have uh, higher denominations as well. 
in the US we only have $100 bills, but in Romania we have $200 bill, uh, 200, you know, lei, our currency, uh, $500, and it just makes it a lot easier. And I think in the US we used to have $500 as well and $1,000 at some point, but uh, they pull it away. Uh, but yeah, 2000 is actually not a lot in, in rubies. The 2000 rupee note is less than $25, but they just want to crack down on cash and private transactions globally. Of course, nobody know that a cash transaction exists, and, you know, unless they physically watch it. So, uh, they want to push their CBDC, but they're working on, of course, like all the other countries and they want to push cash, uh, they want to take cash away from the economy. And then you can read more, um, details in this article. Uh, Visa, Microsoft and other companies are joining the Brazilian CBDC. CBDC pilot. Um, they've been working on it since 2000, since last year, really. And, uh, that's when they first publicly, publicly announced it. And, um, yeah, big companies like Visa, Microsoft, and so on, um, are going to be part of their Brazilian CBDC, which is actually going to come, um, next month. Yeah. Next month. Um, let's see where they wrote that June. Yeah. Middle of June. Um, so it's crazy. So CBDCs are coming very, very fast. You know, it's no longer like, oh, once CBDCs are coming or CBDCs this and that, or no, they're not going to come. No, they're coming. All the countries are working on CBDCs. So that's why you should look into Monero if you haven't, you know, take a look, uh, learn about privacy and all these things because it's not going to be a good future with uh, the CBDC. And the last thing that I want to discuss is this is more pertaining to um, freedom, not necessarily to, you know, CBDCs. Of course, I mean, that ties also in it, but uh, New York City Mayor Adam wants to track and limit household consumption of meat and dairy. Now, we're not going to discuss nutrition, you know, what's good, not eating meat, eating meat, eating red meat, you know, we're, we're not going to discuss that. That's beyond the show. There's many other podcasts and things that you, if you want to learn more about it, but what I'm going to say is that it's very easy for the government to not educate the population and to, and to just put a cage of the things that you can or cannot do. And when you try to reach for something, they just slap your hand instead of actually educating you. Like, for example, we need social media education. You know, so, social media is a great thing, you know, but a lot of people use it in negative ways and they just brainwash themselves, you know, and endlessly on TikTok and all these things. But on TikTok, you can have educational content that you can watch, you know, Instagram. You know, if you go on my Instagram, for example, I learn things all the time and there's things that actually motivate me and, you know, I'm just not brainwashing. And if I ever get anything, um, I just, you know, uh, unfollow or, you know, I just do something about it. So yeah, they don't want you to have a higher education because when they educate you about, you know, facts, then if you, you know, normal human beings are going to make decisions for themselves and they don't want to have that, you know, they want to basically put you in a safety box, you know, the government is going to take care of you just like the stimulus checks. Oh, we're going to send you money. Don't worry, you know, and, um, yeah, they want to track everything that you do to have. You can buy this, you can buy that, and you can't say anything. So this is where we are headed. We are working hard, uh, you know, over here to to not have that, of course. Uh, but it's going to require everybody to be against it. So uh, this was this this week's news section, everybody. If you want to send me links ever uh, to discuss, you can send it on Twitter, um, Telegram, and uh, all the links are in the description. And yeah, have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. We. Right, yeah. Yeah, all those links to those videos are in the description. Uh, so, like, the uh, the two ones on Twitter he showed. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, we'll have to, um, in the future, uh, make sure we can play the videos in the thing, but I guess because the way he was recording it, that's fine, though. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it beforehand. Um, yeah, no worries. he's no. having trouble with his uh, audio, so. Yep. Great, great job today, Tux. Greatly appreciate you <laughs> hopping in and grabbing the, the craziness. Help.
Yeah, yeah, no, you did a great job today. Uh, MB, any, I guess, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Any last, last things you want to throw out there? Anything, uh, any comments at all? Anything in your mind? Have I shielded my plushie yet? You can now buy it. It's been shipped. Oh, shield it. Show it. Stream it. Yes. Sure. Uh, uh that's at monerasupplies.com, right? Yeah. Um, share your screen. Let's get it up. Where, where'd you have this thing uh, manufactured? Um, if, in Shenzhen. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's this one. That, <laughs> uh, you can get it with like normal pack or the supreme pack, where you get more stickers and also the acrylic figurine. I love it. Are you gonna have these at Monerocon? Uh, if they haven't sold out by then, I might bring a few. Sweet. Um, they have people have already been posting some pictures. Um, of the ones that they received. So. People posting how they... <laughs> oh, yeah, and they come with a little certificate. Oh, no way. So they are numbered. Um, okay. And they are like, uh, how's it called? It? So when you... The first guy who bought one got the number one, and the next guy got the two, and like that. So there's no... Uh, I didn't reserve any cool numbers for myself or anything like that. Uh, you didn't keep yeah. them? Yeah, no, I, I, I got the... <laughs> Sample the production sample that is the number zero. So okay. that's yeah. yeah, I'm sure much much better margins than the Monero Nodo. So uh, kudos. <laughs> I have actually looked into doing a node thing like two years ago already, and I thought that I don't want to buy that many that, that much hardware, mm-hmm. have it lying around. Yeah, so yeah, sure mine, but I don't have it with up, me up, right now. Oh, Oh, you have a you have a Monero. You have a plush doll. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I, what do you mean you did? I I bought one. <laughs> I bought a I bought a Monero Shan Plus plush. Yes. Okay. It made it sound like you lost it or something. No, uh, it's it's at home. I'm I'm not home right now. Okay. It ran away. Oh, yeah. it Look, is, it's also... actually a very. I, it was it was it's it's a little bit expensive, but it is a very high quality plush. I was impressed. It was like kind of like a. A split second thing. I was like, "Oh, this is this is probably going to sell out. This is really cool. It's like a Monero memorabilia." And so I just bought it. it. wasn't probably wasn't the the wisest decision to make, but I will say <laughs> it is a very nice plush. Yeah. Uh, what is the story, man, behind the Monero Chan? Uh, what's the story behind the whole character? So in 2014, uh, some oh, missing anything else? Uh, crypto. Oh yeah. In 2015, mm-hmm. there was this, or 2014, there was this website, um, that has to go to Japan. That's, so they made like these characters and then they, they had a Monero one. They still have it, but like the only one they don't show for <laughs> some reason. Oh, so somebody on that website created Monero Chan? Yeah, yeah, they, they have a few different, I think it's just, there's Monero. What yeah, other they created this one? Oh, wow, that's wow. how it started. Wow, so and then someone else by a Japanese. What? That's that's awesome. So that's actually some kind of Japanese site, huh? Yeah, this hasn't been updated in years. So someone just made these, and then someone took that design and refined it a little bit, and that's how it got started. That's amazing. That's cool. And what else you got on uh, MoneroSupplies.com? Um, actually. Oh no, the store notice is gone. I had a notice because those stickers um, are currently on back order. 
Close. Yeah, yeah, I have a bunch of those, I think. Yeah, I can, I can attest to the quality of the stickers. Very good price for the amount of stickers you get. Very awesome. Yeah, so we have this design, this one, and the regular one. I'm looking into different ones as well. And I'm working on something right now. It's not done yet, but um, if you have something that you can, that you want to sell, you might be able to in the future list it on, on here as well. Oh, okay. Well, very cool. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah, guys, I guess we should just put it out there. Go to, uh, it's MoneroCon.com, right? To get MoneroCon tickets? Yeah. MoneroCon.com. We have a, a code for a discount code. It's MoneroCon23 and you get 23% off. So go ahead and use that. I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. All right, is that it? That's yeah, that, that's it. I think we're well over two hours. <laughs> well, uh, it was a good one today. And hold on, I'm just gonna put discount code Monero. Oh, I think I just did twenty three. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, MB, thank you so much for coming on. See you in Prague. Hopefully, uh, there'll be a a, a plush there that I, I could check out. And, and you can already reserve them if you want. Okay. Um, Tux, man, great job. Great job today. Appreciate, Appreciate you it. it Thanks for having me on. And we'll see everybody next week, same time, Saturday, 11, a, 11 a.m. Eastern. Tux, if you want to close it out, play the final clip, and we'll call it a day. All right. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you for Bye. joining great us show. on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.